0: Hey everyone, welcome to episode 34 of the Bonehead Podcast where we talk all things blood bowl. Welcome back. I'm Ben and once again I'm joined by Blood Tide Ben. Good evening how you doing buddy you okay
1: yeah it's starting to become a usual usual home for me on the <laughs> podcast i think
0: no it's good hopefully we're getting a bit more slick at this and uh, the audio should be better as well which is probably yeah. the most important thing fingers crossed yeah it also almost makes up for the fact that we're both called ben which might confuse people <laughs> yeah well <laughs> benhead podcast well, well that's it the benhead podcast yeah uh, well ben thanks very much for coming on the show again so can you tell us what we're talking about on today's episode
1: Yep, today we'll be talking about the Hangover Bowl that we've just had, um, some top tips for tournaments, and the usual games, hobby, and star players.
0: Fantastic, right, let's get started. So as ever, first thing first is news. Now last episode there was a ton of news, wasn't there?
1: Yeah, there was a lot. <laughs> took a while to get through.
0: Loads, loads of stuff going go, going on. At this time, there's only a couple of things to mention, and one of them uh, we did talk about on the previous episode, which was the Charlie Victor tokens. Ben, have you had a chance to look at these?
1: Yeah, these are really nice. Like From a graphical design standpoint, like, spot on.
0: Yeah, they're so, so, so good. So, Charlie Victor uh, is a company who make all kinds of things, but I think Blood Bowl tokens is kind of their biggest thing, and Blood Bowl Ball tokens or ball markers, are probably the thing you you may have seen. Um, The the ones that are kind of a ring, there's a gap in the middle, they're made of metal, they're they're high-quality finish, Um, and basically they've launched a brand-new campaign. It's on Indiegogo, so if you want to look at it, first of all, I'll put it in the show notes, but it is Fantasy Football Team Tokens Humans on Indiegogo by Charlie Victor, and already at... Twelve thousand pounds against their goal of four thousand, so they're three hundred and one percent as we record this, and there's forty days left.
1: Yeah, no, no worries there for that one.
0: No, no, which is which is really cool. I like the idea of having a forty-day Kickstarter.
1: Yeah, I don't really know the uh, like ins and outs of it. Like, is there a time limit that you have to adhere by, or is it just you set your own time limit?
0: It feels like there might be. Now, this is Indiegogo, not Kickstarter, so there may may be different rules. Yeah, um, but. Yeah, every other Kickstarter we see for Blood Bowl seems to be, you've got 28 days to find it, to talk about it, to consider buying it, and to hope that you get paid in time um, to to get it on the go. And there's 40 days, you've got a huge window. And I've got to say, Charlie Victor's done a superb job of spoiling, teasing, letting us know what's coming as well. This is a really well-executed little jobby. So let's have a look. Let's have a look at what they're actually doing. So there's only one purchase option, which is the standard edition, for £59, pounds. and in that you get 13 premium quality tokens, an ogre Bone Headband, a metal or resin coach miniature, and all unlocked stretch goals, with an estimated shipping time of July this year.
1: Yeah, it's really quick. Really, really quick turnaround.
0: That's another great thing about this one, is one, they've got the length, so you can decide whether or not you want it in time, and the fact it's going to come in a few months is, is, is extra tempting, isn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: So let's have a look at what they're doing. So the first things first we've got the team icon token. So it's an eagle with a with a blood bowl hat on, basically, an eagle head with a blood bowl hat. And fifty five millimeter by forty nine millimeter antique nickel and gold. It's it's lush, isn't it?
1: Yeah, is it? Is it actually gold, or is it just the finish? <laughs> I it's think it's just a finish. the finish. Yeah, the finish is antique. Yeah, yeah
0: that would be, yeah. be something for sixty pounds. So yeah. there's a, an eagle head uh, team icon. There's a kicked turn token. So you've got a boot with a football. You've mm-hmm. got a received turn token, a helmet with a football, which is quite a clever idea actually. Um, yeah, I think you know there can be those games where you get to the half and you're like, um, did you kick to me? Did I kick to you?
1: Yeah, um, it's something in which I haven't really thought about, but now now you mention it. I- yeah, that is, a quite, having that
0: is a good one. It's a good idea. Uh, we've got a touchdown score token, which is a very cool American football with tiny little wings and a hawk face.
1: I feel like this has ritual over, doesn't it?
0: <laughs> yeah, it does. Yeah, Mr. Saxby, pay attention to this. Uh, we've got some ball tokens or a ball token, uh, which is the iconic um they've updated the design so it's it works for 25mm bases and 32mm bases it's got a scatter template on it um it's double sided i mean that's the token that really i feel made them famous
1: yeah i've seen this like everywhere i think every tournament i've been to someone's had one of these i, I don't know if it's was it the, i don't know if it's theirs or it's just something very similar no, but I'm it's got sure. um yeah if you haven't seen them they're like really they got a nice enamel finish which i don't think we mentioned where it's like colored enamel so it's all like smooth and yeah, heavy it, and weighty. It's lovely.
0: It's beautifully ex- executed. Now, I'm just gonna. I'm an unapologetic fan of all of these products. However, the ball token looks like the Power Rangers medal holder.
1: Yeah, I definitely see that now.
0: Yeah, which yeah. I think I think it makes me like it even more. But that might. Yeah, be I was about there. yeah <laughs> about to say that as well. Okay, Doesn't Charlie Victor, work. Tyrannosaurus, and we've got <laughs> <the> <laughs> three re-roll tokens. Um, who dares wins, which are again just really well colored the the artwork is brilliant on it as well it's spot on so it's got a little a, a football player a bloodball football player and the artwork looks like it's from the third edition so not not quite the um pete nifton artwork but the kind of one that came afterwards in the big blue box You've which spikes really every millimeter yeah oh well that's just classic isn't it yeah uh, we've got a couple of fame tokens or at least a double-sided fame token with plus one plus two Uh, The limited edition one's out. We've got a bonehead band, which is a rubber band that goes around Yeroga, which everybody knows are very, very useful. Um, Mm -hmm. We've got big guy down, stunned and prone tokens. They're they're Very useful. Have you seen the coach miniature?
1: Yeah, it's really really funny.
0: It's really really well well done. It's got a lot of character. It kind of reminds me of the guy in the wheelchair from um, Dodgeball.
1: Oh... Yeah, totally, yeah.
0: Yes. Dip, duck, dodge, and dive, <laughs> <laughs> which is good. Cool. And dodge, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I've got to have dodge. <laughs> yeah. uh, Medic apothecary tokens. So the back and the front. Again, these tokens where they're double sided. They just look so good.
1: I'm really looking forward to seeing them in person. Yeah, because the color. Obviously, these are like graphic. Yeah, like these, are, these are renders. renders yeah, yeah. Um, Being in person, they still look really good. I'm hoping that color comes through.
0: I'm sure it will, given what we've seen before from them. Um, there's a wizard token, which is your classic wizard hat. That, I like that. And you've mm. got some some bottle opener keg tokens, which I think are brilliant.
1: Yeah, there seems to be quite a close connection between beer and Blood Bowl, so. I say. They know their market.
0: Yeah, it kind of carried it, I think, when Games Workshop wasn't. It wasn't just the NAF, it was the NAF and everyone's desire to drink beer and play board games. Yeah. Um, so we've got, yeah, we got some stretch goals. Uh, there's a human team patch. Which is really well done. There's some dice with the eagle head on. We've got block dice, which is unlocked mm-hmm. as well. Uh, the block dice are quite cool. I know you're quite a, or starting to be a collector of block dice.
1: Yeah, um, I do love some block dice. Uh, these are good. They're easy to read. It's obvious what everything is, and it's just quite a unique design. It's all kind of lightning bolty and jagged and looks.
0: Yeah, cool. some of the um, block dice that you can get from other places. So uh, comics in the old news. Mm, that one. I can That's um, that. Yeah, the comics one. There's loads of dice on that website because i was looking i was looking for some orange and black dice for ian one of the local players and um some of them are really difficult to read Mm. this however is pretty straightforward which is wonderful
1: yes always the most important thing
0: and depending on how you feel about dice cups we've got a leather dice cup here with with the eagle head logo on again i will stay quiet and and a dice cup mat um and dice bag and token, we've got an additional reroll roll design uh, and, and so that one's not quite unlocked yet
1: yeah it looks uh, like they haven't quite finished the uh, it says work in progress, they've got sketches at the moment
0: yeah and there's another cool re-roll design with, uh, the, with basically helmet wolf in there yeah. which is really cool um, so yeah I mean just have a look and have a look at all of the different stuff they've got on there, there's add-on perks as well that you can pick up so like there's a coin, there's another coin, there's a patch, there's some dice. Oh yeah, of course. They do the um what are they actually called? Uh, injury dice. Yeah, but like the they've, yeah. yeah. The D six and the D eight. Oh the mole. have you seen the bro the bribe talk. the the bribe tokens.
1: Yeah, I love those. You get the goblin specific ones as well. Which have like the ears and the oh, skull. Oh they're so good. Yeah, they're very nice. Okay, very six, nice.
0: sixteen pounds for three is quite a lot, but it's still very, very cool. Yeah, again
1: collectors items yeah that's People it it's like blood bubbling.
0: I mean something like £16 for a few tokens is really really cool £60 for a whole bunch of tokens is quite an investment but you definitely get quality from this
1: yeah and when you start if if you think you know you buy these individually like you can buy a set of three block dice for 6 quid, and that's a bargain Basically, so these yeah. things add up so if you just consider getting it all at once you don't need to get them again and that's
0: well, it. Right. You you are settled for life. So thirteen premium quality tokens. There's some stretch goals there with some more tokens. So we'll say there's fifteen tokens there. That's four pound a token with postage. Yeah.
1: It's not bad at all. No. it's, it's the really good quality.
0: Yeah, so. exactly. It's really, really cool. So that is Fantasy Football Team Tokens Humans by Charlie Victor Games. Alright, what have we got next, Ben?
1: Uh we've got a goblin team. Oh by,
0: the Star yeah. Player Shop
1: yes indeed which this one looks really fun I'm a big fan of this
0: well I thought you might be Uh, right so it's pre-order Goblin Team by starplayershop.com pre-order until the 31st of January and this episode is going to be airing on the 25th of January so you actually have nearly a week Um, which ties in massively to what we were just saying about Kickstarters isn't it
1: (laughs) yeah absolutely
0: alright so what do we get for our money on this one
1: so we get, I think, I believe it is the full team. It certainly that you looks need. that way, yeah. Yeah. So you basically get your extras, like your chainsaw, your pogoer, your, um, your fanatic. It's pretty much all, your, all the extra bonuses you need for a goblin team. You get two trolls, a doom diver.
0: Yeah, it's, it's quite <laughs>
1: impressive.
0: Have you seen the mooning goblin?
1: Yes, I have. There's a lot of character in that fella
0: and have you seen the goblin that basically looks like Varag Gulchur
1: yeah I, I was <laughs> when I was looking at the just just now to sort of list off what we could see I was thinking is that Varag
0: they've basically got a whole bunch of star players that are goblin style yeah uh, that one's a bit Oh, the one throwing the bomb is really cool as well and the one with the wings look at that,
1: yeah the doom diver I imagine
0: I would imagine so it looks like a goblin version of Sanguinius from 40k you just want to just want to paint this guy gold, yeah. Sort of the
1: semi-mechanical, feathered wings.
0: Yeah, and have him protect the Blood Bowl Emperor. Um, the oh, the ball and Not chains well. clever as well. Yeah. So the yeah, ball is on the base, so the goblin's flying up in the air, which we've seen with um, the the newer goblin guys that have come out of uh, Shadespire and Age of Sigma, like the, with the ball on the base and the goblin flying up in the air. I think it adds so much motion. It does. Yeah. Um, the, the trolls, they look they look pretty beefy. I'm not sure how big they are, but... They, yeah, they, they haven't are.
1: really scaled them up against the other goblins. I think this is just... They've got a big picture, basically, showing all of the...
0: It's kind of individual what, clip art, really, isn't it? Yeah,
1: yeah, so I don't think the scale is quite right, because they seem just a little bit bigger than a goblin, but I imagine they're quite beefy. They look so, good.
0: Yeah, they, they've got a link to YouTube, and in the uh, YouTube okay. video, it shows the team spinning around in a 3D design, and the trolls are twice the size of the goblins yeah no they oh, look good they, that team looks fantastic right guys if you're going to check this out um, do click the YouTube link in fact I'll try and remember to put that in the show notes direct because that is really cool
1: oh you got a dude with a
0: massive rocket yeah I know I didn't even see him what's he team. Um, <laughs> well it's possible that one of them is your goblin and the other one is uh, oh gosh Nobbler's the chainsaw guy Bomber Dribble Snot I assume what, with the giant rocket, with the giant rocket, yeah. Oh, that
1: could make sense, more like a nuke,
0: <laughs> yeah. It looks like something Wiley e. Coyote would use,
1: yeah, yeah. Oh, I love those, yeah. Really so like those,
0: they're really cool, aren't they? So, 60 euros, including tax. So, I'm assuming we're looking at an extra five to ten for, for postage. Um,
1: it's a good price, that is a good price.
0: Um, yeah, so. I mean, I'm not sure what that is in. It's probably going to be about the same. as about 55 pounds, so maybe yeah. 60 60 pounds in UK money with uh, with postage for that goblin team. It isn't entirely clear just how many plain ordinary goblins you get. Um, yeah,
1: the, it doesn't. It looks less on the Kickstarter page, but the YouTube video seems to show
0: the load. Yeah, so yeah. I'm, hope, I'm hoping you get enough for it for your ordinary goblin team in there. But if not, actually, you know. 18 pounds for a box of 12 goblins and you've got a really cool goblin team
1: yeah absolutely
0: but then it then that takes it into the 80 pound mark which you know what we're seeing from third party teams and it's just kind of like you know if they don't have the goblins then it's a 60 pound upgrade for a regular uh, games workshop goblin team which is pretty cool
1: yeah for two trolls and all the secret weapons
0: well yeah exactly uh let me see secret weapons probably 20 something pounds from a forge world for th- and you need two boxes of those and then you need two trolls which will say are 20 as well so you're looking at 80 to get your two trolls and your fancy positionals for a goblin team straight from forge world this is 60 you get your two trolls and a whole bunch of cool individual sculpts
1: yeah can't so really complain can
0: yeah if you're starting out on a goblin team this is definitely worth looking into I would really like to see a bit more information on what what the team is. Yeah, they don't,
1: they don't mention much. Maybe. Uh. uh
0: it's cast in metal, which I know upsets some people out there. Although I personally, uh, am a brother of metal.
1: <sighs> Leaning that way, but you know, it's wavering. We'll come yeah. to that later. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Hobby time. Groovy. So I think that is the only other bit of miniatures news, except for. The Warcry spoiler. So Warcry is another game by Games Workshop that's basically Kill Team in their Age of Sigmar world. That doesn't matter to us at all. Except that everybody seems to play it at the moment. But they have got this big Minotaur shield bearer guy, which I shared on a couple of our, uh, I think I shared on Facebook and Twitter, because this one, he looks primed to be a Blood Bowl star player.
1: Uh, I'm gonna. we're going to see loads of Minotaurs come from this fella.
0: I reckon so. We can't quite tell what size base he's on. If he's on a 60 base, you, you could have a Chaos Giant right there. Um, was it this guy
1: that you were talking with Ian about? No, that was the Fomaroid. beefier dude, wasn't
0: it? Yeah, But yeah. Again, we don't know exactly how big he's going to be. This one yeah. is about two to three times the size of a human. Because um, there's a picture in the army, there's like an army shot either on this page or on a different page, where you can just see him hiding in the corner next to some uh, some human oh, infantry. Yeah. And um, he looks to be sort of twice to three times the size of a human. That model. looks like a
1: 50 mil base.
0: It does. He looks like he's going to be a big, big guy or a small giant if you're going to use him for blah, blah, blah. And according to Craig, uh, one of our local guys, he's seen a spoiler that says it's going to be about £25. That's fine. It really is fine, because what's that yeah. from... You know, from um, Entoyment or Goblin Gaming, that's £22.
1: Yeah, or less, yeah.
0: Yeah, and I mean, you're a big fan of Dark Sphere, but uh, yeah, you know, for 20 something pounds you can get a very cool big guy that's either a really hench-looking Minotaur or a giant for your Chaos team.
1: Yeah, um, be maybe picking that one up. Depends if we need a new Minotaur.
0: Well, that's yeah. it. It depends if you can find a reason to need one.
1: <laughs> oh, that's the easy bit. That's the
0: easy bit. Uh, the real question is, can your corn team take Grashnak Blackhoof?
1: That is a good question. Yeah. No, I'll look that up between sections and we'll come back <laughs>
0: to that. Because <laughs> if so, that's a very good reason right there. Um, right, that is it for Newsy Bits. We've just got two tournaments to mention. One is Beachhead Bowl, which is coming up on the 8th of February, which may or may not be sold out. Um, it was sold out and then it was not sold out again so I assume that a couple of people had to cancel or something so if you're interested in coming um, there's already 30 coaches at least so if there's still a couple of tickets and you want to come get on there and grab them quick they may be gone by the time this airs it's looking like a really good event I've got my dice here we've got uh, the trophies are on their way from um, Whitefoot 3D which is cool we've got the stunty one here already but yeah it's going to be a really cool day I've got some spot prizes that will hopefully be here in time Um, If not, I've got some backup spot prizes from Windsor Chog, and Pete, the owner of Entoyment, who's running the entire games convention, is going to hook us up with some sweet prizes for the players as well. And I think it's got a pretty cool rule set as well. So if you're able to come, um, come down and play some Blood Bowl. If you're not able to play some Blood Bowl and you fancy coming to a games convention, the whole thing is a games convention at the Bournemouth International Centre at the BIC. Uh, on Saturday the 8th of February, so come on down because there's a whole load of vendors and a whole load of stuff going on, and it is actually on for Saturday and Sunday. Our tournament's just the Saturday, but if you want some gaming and you want some loot, Bournemouth is going to be your place to be in February. And the next one I need to talk about is Bowl Stunty Cup 3, which is on Saturday the 22nd of February in Birmingham um, in the Geek Retreat there which we've i've been there three times for tournaments the location is fantastic the car park's right blooming next door which is really really useful so if oh, you're it's such a big up, deal honestly man it's so so useful um and that's another great thing about beachhead is that the parking there's there's loads of parking around the, the big, yeah it might not be the cheapest thing in the world but it's right right there so yeah manobol stunty cup which is all stunty league teams
1: yeah i, I wasn't able to come to the last one i think it was kind of I was just new to Blood Bowl I think so I didn't really get yeah, it's the a tournament vibe but this one I may
0: yeah well may the, off, the offer of a lift is still there as is the offer of a, a squig team if you fancy it
1: yes uh, getting out of the house in a, twice in <laughs> February which is the uh, tough part
0: I know um, I've, I've taken the leap uh, Tiff and I should be moving into our new house in the next week uh, literally hopefully next week if everything goes through which is cool um, so hopefully I would have achieved enough fiancé points <laughs> to, 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 to be forgiven for disappearing on our weekends um, but no ball Stunty Cup just so much fun lots of secret league teams well not secret league stunty league teams it's just carnage um, that wraps it up for news and tournaments coming up in February uh, anything else yeah, you boom. want to mention on that one Ben?
1: Uh, I think you've covered everything yeah just see you all at Beachhead
0: <laughs> fantastic right let's move on to hobby. okay so games hobby building buying ben hobby wise blah blah what have you been up to man
1: uh so much I'm currently working on this corn team which I think I've been doing for the past three episodes um, <laughs> yeah
0: it's a mighty fine Gordon team
1: yeah it's it's at every moment I can get I'm putting paint on these guys because there's not much time left
0: it is great seeing the the work in progress is um, coming through on on the group chat you need to get yourself this stuff on instagram so i can share it or twitter or something
1: yeah i don't i'm really bad at uploading work in progresses to instagram I, I only do my finished things and that's pretty rare because i tend to quit a project halfway through so yeah
0: <laughs> I, I feel like that's kind of normal i think i think i, I found that by putting stuff up there people are like hey you know get it done it kind of i don't know adds a little bit of bonus to it i think that's why ian does so much of it oh yeah on. um I guess it's yeah, it, 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 it's always better to look at Ian's work in progress than work, Look at his finished project, but you know, you know.
1: How it <laughs> yeah, pretend his work working progress are finished, and it'll be. <laughs> yeah, no, so, his, his work inspires me to carry on. So I like his mm, all of his yeah. updates
0: Yeah, I don't either. Yeah. It's too good. It's too good. We've had a chat. We've we've agreed that if he carries on like this, he's going to lose fingers. Um, you know, <laughs> <I'd say. laughs> bless him. He's uh, he's got a newborn now, Freya, and he's struggling to do any painting because the baby is strapped to his chest like the entire evening now.
1: Yeah, so, I mean, uh,
0: he can build things and he can do some green stuff at arm's length, but he's not ready to do painting yet. So we've got we've got a month like to catch up, which is cool.
1: Yeah, yeah. How about you? Uh,
0: well, I. I'm going to say finished. I didn't really finish, but I got the Sevens team done for Hangover Bowl. Um, it was really just block colours and a whole load of agrax, but it was a cool idea, and I, I may at a later, at later point go back and finish them. And But my biggest hobby achievement in the last couple of weeks is building the Windsor Chog Giant.
1: Yeah, that thing is great. You brought it to the club on Tuesday, didn't
0: you? Oh, yeah, man. I, I was hoping to get a game in, but alas, it didn't swing it. Um, but, I mean... Some of you out there may have seen uh, the product review video I did, the unboxing for it. It the model's gorgeous.
1: Yeah, it's you know we we talked about it a lot on the podcast. That was my first time seeing it in person, and I was really taken aback. It's you think that like, sometimes you scale a model up, the, the quality you lose quality, you know things become a bit rounder, like softer edges. But this thing is so good. It's really so well crisp.
0: done. I was I was genuinely expecting it to turn up and be. don't know maybe an inch bigger than the windsor chog ogre or something like that just maybe the same size as the gloom spike trolls but no this thing is is basically the same size as an ale gargant from aos but but beefier and 10 pounds cheaper so um yeah yeah. if if any of you guys out there are looking for a giant swing by windsor chog and have a look because for 30 pounds it's a very very cool model and yeah so i've built it it didn't really take a lot of effort at all. It's resin, so you got to wash it. I hate re- I hate washing resin stuff. I, I, like, it's not difficult in any way, shape, or form. It's just an extra step that I, oh, it's just you know, <laughs> always yeah. always slows me down a bit.
1: It, it's sometimes the thing, isn't it? You know, these the, the sort of dilemmas where you get really excited to hobby and then you realize you got to spend a little oh, yeah. bit of effort to actually get there. Well, but it's yeah, okay.
0: got to wash it first. So I, you know, I did that for the for the video and it worked out great. Um, so now I just ha- I get to paint it, which is which is pretty cool. So I'm hoping to get it painted so I can bring it along to Beachhead in a few weeks and just have it on display. Is uh, that top of really your hobby cool... agenda? Um, yeah, I think it is at the moment actually. Yeah, I think I think I'm in a good spot with hobby where I've got my team sorted for the next tournament I'm going to. I'll take a tournament to Beachhead in case I need to play, um, but it's looking like we're going to have a full house on that one, which is really really cool. So hobby wise for Blood Bowl. I'm in a good spot where I can relax and paint a giant.
1: Oh, that's a good position to be in. Very yeah. good
0: position. Um, so you're working on your corn team. Anything else yeah. on the
1: brew? Um well we we did mention earlier about is it uh who's that Minotaur that we asked if we could take in Corn team?
0: Ah, the the new Greshnak. One. Is it Gresh oh. Greshnak? Oh yeah. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah, he I...
1: can be taking the corn team, so I might Ooh. be working on a Minotaur at some point soon. But uh, yeah. <laughs>
0: Trying to find a way to fit a bloodthirster <laughs> and Grashnak Black Hoof into a yeah. team. Man, no but be a horrible team to play against. I'll, I'll take you on with my Ogre Giant team. How's that?
1: Yeah, that sounds fair. That sounds fair.
0: <laughs> F- like fancy P- a free win. Yeah, Pacific Rim, the blood bowl game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which I have to say I like the idea of. <laughs>
1: yeah, no. I mean, maybe let's not laugh at that too because Yeah. No.
0: Otherwise the only purchase is I'm really tempted by this Minotaur. tool. Um yeah maybe i will let you buy it and I'll yeah. see if I like it that's it i am I'm, I'm I'm questioning whether or not it fits in so I'm not buying hobby stuff in January except that I have bought some hobby stuff in january but unless it's specifically to do with the podcast in which case i I need it you know to do reviews um and I'm it not quite work, sure if, yeah I'm not quite sure if this one counts but but I might might try and squeak it in there.
1: I've got a bit of a wild guess for this LVA, you know what have so we got? There are rumours that the new Age of Sigma army is going to be giants and gargants.
0: Oh, wow.
1: And this comes from some shipping information, which I only saw today, which has been flying around the internet. Of, yeah, I think the it's Sons, Sons of. of Bayamut. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. Yeah, yeah and that's, that's all comes from the origin of gargants. And then we had a sporting giant and a lizard spike. And
0: could Do you that think be? Games Workshop are tying it together?
1: I mean, let's be honest, no, but we can dream. <laughs> well, you <know laughs> we what? can they dream did that a the, giant they team... For, they did for the Ogres. Yeah, actually they did. That's a very good point.
0: The Ogres came out at the same time as the other Ogres came out in Age of Sigmar. The Dark Elves came out at the same time that the Ideneth came out. So mm. it, I don't know whether they, they're just using some of the same 3D models and that, that might be... it could be a, a cool way of tying it, or whether they're finding a way to get the, like, the excitement for a certain race to spill over and I still haven't seen anyone use the blood bowl ogres in Age of Sigma, but I'm sure it's just a matter of time. But yeah, these got so if there is a giant release for Age of Sigma, it could be more blood bowl fodder.
1: Yeah, that's our uh, little rumor mill.
0: <laughs> get that grinding up. I like it. It's always good to have a rumor mill. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Um, yeah. So games wise, I played uh, thanks to you running Hangover Bowl, which I know we're going to talk about in just a moment. Um, I got to play some bloodball sevens, which was wicked. And I think since the last time you and I recorded, I got to play another two Sevens games. Um, oh, really? For the YouTube. So I'm just oh, waiting course. to get you on now to play the the next two. Um, and I'm hoping to get them edited soon. Um, it depends on how the house stuff goes. If the house stuff goes ahead, it might be delayed another week. If the house stuff is delayed a week, then we should get some Blood Bowl Sevens on YouTube let so yep, so me you know when
1: you're free and let's get those games in
0: <laughs> we need to book it in real soon yeah. Um, so yeah, that basically wraps it up for me for Hobby, Ben, anything else you want to talk, add on that?
1: Um, no, not really I know I mentioned uh, yeah, I just mentioned before that I was really raving about Metal Minis last week um, a week of painting Metal Minis it's wearing thin but <laughs> 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 yeah no. it, was, it was just one of those moments where you've you finish the skin of a model, and you're thinking, "Ah, oh, that actually looks really nice." And then you go to glue a piece that you sub-assembly on and you slip, and, and, and the sharp piece just takes a chunk of the paint off. And ah, oh, I've never been so demoralised. So, <laughs> if you're painting metal models, if you're going to sub-assembly, I think just varnish the hell out of it before you even try to glue it.
0: Hey, man! Back in my day, everything was metal, apart from uh, some really, really amazing one-piece. Molds of elves, dwarves, orcs, and humans for Blood Bowl. They are all single pose, plastic, and we're talking like they were chubby sculpts as well. Like yeah, the, the old Fisher sculpt. Price I mean, plastic. He basically, yeah. I mean, it came out in the late, the late 80s, I assume. I think second edition came out maybe the early 90s. But yeah, they were chubby plastic models. The rest of it though was metal. So I, I I've, I i do not know. I like metal. I like the way it feels. It's hefty.
1: Youth of today have it easy though.
0: I know, I know. You know, metal all the way.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Right. Each their own.
0: Yeah. Should Should we move on to Hangover Bowl? Yes. Yeah, let's do that. Fantastic. Right. We'll be back in a sec. We spoke about it a few episodes ago, and it's been and gone. We're going to talk through Hangover Bowl and how it went, basically. So before we move on, Ben... Catch us up. Could you remind us what Hangover Bowl was?
1: Yeah, so this was a crazy pipe dream idea that we came up with just before Christmas where we thought, you know, we've got like a fun little club, we you know, talk about Blood Bowl for way too long during the day. And we thought it'd be quite nice to do a Secret Santa kind of thing. Um but you know, there's things with Secret Santa where people don't stick to budgets and people get stuff people don't want and things like that, and it's difficult to do easily. So we, I, I, I pitched the idea to the group, thought, you know, what could we do? Let's do um, like a Sevens tournament or something like that. And then it sort of grew didn't it, to become this, you know, what if we do like a tournament where we mix sprues and, and things like that? And so, so it became essentially a draft where we all took a sprue from two different Games Workshop teams, mashed them together um, and created a Sevens team. And it actually worked really well.
0: It was brilliant, man. You had a great idea. It was brilliantly executed. So thank you for organising it. It was a pleasure. It was quite funny because you only thought we'd get like six or seven people interested. But we ended up maxing out on teams.
1: Yeah, yeah, we filled up all the teams except Goblins was the only one we didn't use, wasn't it? Goblins and Ogres. Ogres went out, yeah, and Goblins isn't really viable.
0: Exactly. Which means if we do it again next year, which I'm really hoping we do... Uh, there'll be even more teams, which is very exciting. Yeah, maybe mix up the rules or something, do something else. We'll, we'll work, we'll cross that bridge when it comes to it. Oh, absolutely. But no, so it was a uh, mixed, mixed team sevens basically, but with a random element to it. Um, and then you had to build your team, and yeah, Ben organised some great prizes for it. So the team combinations that we ended up having we had Dark Elf and Skaven, Human and Lizardman, Chaos Wood Elves, Dwarf Halfling, Human Nurgle, Chaos Skaven, Undead Wood Elf, Dark Elf Dwarf, Chaos Undead halfling pro-elf and nurgle orc
1: yeah it's worth noting the halfling did come with the tree man
0: oh absolutely yeah
1: we we got some warlords of era one tree men which i think we've spoken about a couple of times on the podcast
0: they're so good man
1: yeah you get a pack of three for really cheap and yeah we just just that you know whoever draws halfling gets a free tree man it takes the burn the sting a little bit of getting a halfling team to make a team out of it gives you yeah. a really
0: cool way to build as well, it does. which was which was cool. So we used the standard sevens build rules of up to four positionals, 600k rerolls are doubled, and we applied the mixed team rules basically from Bonehead Bowl. No, no, we didn't even. It was just that you took the most expensive, and had yeah, it that's and what it was. And yeah. you needed to have at least three players from each team.
1: Yeah, yeah, just to so you don't, you know, just make a chaos team yeah. or something,
0: yeah. which which worked out brilliantly. Added a load of interesting stuff to the builds. So. We'll just talk through basically what we had so the the, the group there was some absolutely brilliant efforts um, Smashing. And we, yeah and we got we got a great mix of players we've got players who um, are kind of new to the hobby don't have a lot of experience with it we've got some pros we've got some pros that have just had a baby Ian um, so he only got to paint some of his humans and but he painted them unnecessarily well which was awesome um, and we had some cool some cool builds and things so I think we'll just go straight to the winner of the best team then. Who was that?
1: Yeah, so we had a prize for the best team, which everyone who turned up to the club anonymously voted for, and it was pretty unanimous. There were some of the votes. Other people did get votes too, but this one got it by a landslide, which was uh, Ben the Third. Yeah, Ben III. Another <laughs> Ben. Um, yeah, he he really took the Hangover Bowl theme. So th- we called it Hangover Bowl purely because it, it was our first club night back. For new year and we'd all gone away for christmas it started with secret santa everyone has their festivities and then we come back to you know everyone's tired they've all had the fun and we just thought you know what hangover bowl um but he really took that to the extreme and had a whole stag do themed team where he had dark elf and dwarf and the idea is that one of the dwarves was out on a stag and gave him some balloons tied around him the balloons um, were great great addition yeah everyone had like bottles of whiskey and like cups of beer that he'd modeled onto them um yeah he,
0: he did it he really did a superb job at those
1: yeah yeah his witch elf was dancing for everyone which was great oh, yeah yeah it was it was it was just <laughs> funny it was good to see the um taking the the theme to heart and he yeah. deserved to win that
0: he, he smashed it that was great so he was it a shot glass for best team
1: uh, no, he got a treeman. He got the third treeman.
0: Oh, the treeman! Oh, that see, that yes. is a great prize. Yes, because we got three. We gave two away to the halfling teams
1: and had the third spell And
0: I kept the third for the bit. Oh, that's good. I'm interested to see. I hope he cracks on and paints that because I, I yeah. think he'll do a good job of it. Um, cool. Yeah, there was some. Your your team was beautifully painted, but unfortunately, you took the you took the hit as the to and did a superb job of running it. But you 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 stood down from the game. Hey, it's all good. I'll, I'll
1: be using them soon. Don't you worry.
0: Good. I'll find it good, good. and the the paint job was superb, man. Yeah, yeah that's really really well done. Um, so what we were planning on doing was each of us talking through our games, but unfortunately, where Ben didn't get to play, uh, it will just be me recapping mine.
1: No, no. please do. I'll be God, I'll be pleased to hear it.
0: Right, cool. So it was a three round sevens tournament, which we managed to get done in three hours, three and a half hours with the prize bit basically, wasn't it, Ben? Yep. Yeah. Which I can recommend if you've got a regular club, have a sevens tournament evening. Uh, you just get a load of Blood Bowl in, it's great
1: yeah, we started at 7.30 and wrapped up by 11 so
0: yeah, yeah, it's really good worked out really really well so my first round um, as Ben won, played against Alex, so Alex is the youngest member of our team um, and he was running an undead Wood Elf team
1: yeah, really (laughs) if if, if top tier could be a mixed team, I think that's
0: probably what it would be it was a really, really good team. So he had the uh, had the ward answer in there. Had the mummy. He had a bunch of he had he had all the good stuff basically. And he played really, really, really well. It was a tight game. Uh, I ended up squeaking out a win, two one. Um, I pulled off a a cheeky defensive touchdown. And once you break the serve, it, you can you can kind of sacrifice your players. So I was running dark elf and skaven. Um, so I had uh, had. All the fun stuff there.
1: Tell me what you had. What what, what positions did you take?
0: Okay, so I had a Blitzer with Dodge. I had a Dark Elf... Right, okay. So a Dark Elf Blitzer with Dodge. A Dark Elf Runner with Dodge as well. I had a Gutter Runner with no skill-ups. Had a Dark Elf Lineman with Leader. Had another Dark Elf Lineman. And then I had a Skaven Thrower and the gutter runner and two other Skaven one of them had kick so I had eight players no I had a Skaven Blitzer in as well so it was my Dark Elf Blitzer Skaven Blitzer gutter runner and
1: did you have the Blitzer uh, in because it was four positionals max
0: no I didn't take the Skaven thrower in the end I just built in no thrower okay yeah I went with the runner instead because I was uh, basically Rick talked me into it so yeah, I had Dark Elf runner with dodge had a Dark Elf Blitzer with dodge had a Skaven Blitzer a gutter runner and a dark elf limer had a leader and one of my Skaven guys had kick so kick mixed in with some edge for dodge and and a gutter runner so I had a bunch of dodge guys on there uh, meant I could kind of claim the ball and I did get that defensive touchdown off um, and yeah it was a really really tight game Alex played brilliantly it, it was horrible I could not stop their first touchdown um, just couldn't um, so then I ended up having to, to squeak it back but it was a good game really good game Alex played brilliantly well so after the first round I won that first game Will and Ben drew Milton 1-2-1 Sam 1-2-0 and Nathan beat Lewis and I think was that a halfling off so yeah that was a, a halfling off between Lewis and Nathan uh, Lewis was halfling pro off and Nathan was dwarf pro, uh, dwarf halfling um,
1: yeah so um it was ju- it was just a timing thing so You know, people arrived different times. I was trying to make it to the first round. There were no mirror matches because we didn't have any teams that were the same. They're all different teams. Um, But this one ended up being a mirror. Um, But it was really interesting to watch because it it was because Nathan's quite new to the game, but he picked it up really fast and Lewis was a great coach. He was really helping them out, which is great because they both had the trees and the halflings. Um, They could kind of offer that help with each other. And they took like they took similar builds and stuff like that. So it was. I, I watched a bit of this, and it was quite fun. Um, some pretty nasty rolls from both sides.
0: And I feel like that's the first game Lewis has lost in quite a long time, which is quite cool.
1: Yeah, yeah. So Nathan <laughs> dethroned him. But I mean, when you're running, I think Lewis had the only Tier 5 team.
0: If you <laughs> yeah. add uh, the Tier
1: 2 and Tier 3, he was the yeah, only one with a Tier 2 and a Tier 3. He, well, yeah. I think
0: that's fair enough, given how, how he's gone on a rampage recently. Um, yeah (laughs) yeah. so I think that's Nuffle helping us out there so that was it for round one so uh, using Swiss pairing we went into round two and I was playing against Milton so Milton who's Mm. been on the show at least once before and been on the YouTube quite a lot he was running humans and lizardmen so his team was beautifully put together
1: yeah he really did a good job on these
0: (laughs) so he didn't take it all that seriously when he came to his skills, or at least joked about it. So he basically, he had three um, saurus and a human Blitzer were his positionals, and then he rounded it up with... uh Did he even have skinks?
1: No, no the rest were humans, Yeah,
0: I the rest were just human linemen. But he had three Soros, uh, Blockrus, Dodgerus, and Gardrus, and he colour-coded them <laughs> appropriately. And his one human, he took a headdress off a skink model, glued it to the human Blitzer... And um, I have a tendency to call him Mil- Miltonio Banderas, and I think that caught Yeah, that corn. <laughs> <laughs> so that was the premise for his team: is that Miltonio Banderas was a conquistador, and him and his human guys went over there and formed this team with three very special saurus, um, one with block, one with guard, and one with dodge, because he had a floating uh, double to take. And that dodge saurus turned out to be really good. <laughs> We
1: joked about this so much before, so why are you putting dodge on a but, it's
0: just, you know, Well, he's got strength four, so he takes a lot of effort to get a two die block, and then he's basically minus one to hit because he's got that dodge, so he, defender stumbles does nothing to him, so you've got this strength four roadblock that you need to basically natural six it to take down. It, it was really good, it was a really good defensive skill. Um,
1: I don't know, did he ever make any five plus
0: dodges? Oh no 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 we, no! Okay. He was he was Amazon shielding it the entire time. Okay, uh, yeah. it was just Milton when we played uh, an Age of Sigma thing, um, got a zombie dragon, and put loads of debuffs on it so that basically it was just minus seventy five to hit, and basically that's what he did with this <laughs> uh, with this dodge dodge Saurus. It's just you couldn't hit him, and it was awesome. So that was a really oh. tough game. Um, this was the first time that on the opening turn my. <laughs> My gutter was murdered by a throw rock, by a throw teammate, by a throw by a a rock, yeah, murdered straight off the bat. I was like, Oh, that's that's not great. So I was That's life. So I was defending with six players against his team and he walked down and scored. Um and then I think it was a pretty straight I then went in, had two turns to go, snuck in there with a sideline blitzer and a cheeky pass to get that touchdown, and then um, he got a defensive touchdown in the second half and then again I snuck it back last turn to get the 2-all draw which was a very, very tough game. So Humans Elizabethan, yeah, really good team and Milton, as we, as anyone who's watched the YouTube series knows, he, he knows how to play 7s. Um, yeah, he's a good player. Yeah, it was a really tight game. So we ended up tied 2-2. Two to two. So Nathan, our hero from the first round, with his uh, dwarf halfling team that destroyed Lewis, went on and lost two 0 to Sam, and Sam was running chaos and wood elf, which was a, a pretty tasty team.
1: He painted these up beautifully as well. Yeah,
0: really well done. Uh, I want
1: to give a shout out actually to everyone who participated, just because everyone painted their teams. Like, yeah, not no, everyone was able to fully finish their teams, but everyone had teams painted, and that's all you need. Like, everyone had a stick trial. color on it. Everyone had, a and go. it's good. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's just so much. I really wasn't expecting that, so I'm honestly really grateful that people put the effort in because it wasn't a huge time window. We only had about a month.
0: Yeah, it was. Um, and it was a lot shorter yeah. window than we thought actually, but
1: it came around quick. It
0: was so cool to see everyone taking part. Um, yeah. So Will and Dan played. Dan went three to two against against Will. So Will was running Chaos Undead, and Dan was running Chaos and Skaven, which was a very tasty combination as well. Um, mm. and then in the round 2 we carry on Ben, so Ben 3 who won best team, lost 3-1 to Alex with his yeah, this... chaos, uh, with his wood elf um, undead team um,
1: this was a good game for Alex, I saw some of this where his mummy really doing what he should be doing, Yeah, a lot of uh, strength 5 blocks there, so, not much strength 5 out there in this tournament, so so.
0: I don't think Alex had played undead before, maybe he had one game um, but he put that Tactic together, never played Wood Elves. He played against Wood Elves, he, no. he played me with Wood Elves in a random team. He brought his Goblin team, we played a full 11s league match. I brought a brand new Wood Elf team, and it ended up being 7 3. So, oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, <but laughs> to, to date, the highest scoring um, game in Wobble history, which was cool. Uh, so, he, he saw some, he, he knows how Wood Elves play. Uh, and the last game was Ian Warham Hannam against Good Guy Lewis, and Ian won 2 1. With his human Nurgle team against Lewis's Pro-Elf Tremen. which was very cool. So it was good to see uh, Ian put out a win there. And then we went into round yeah. three.
1: Yeah, so we had Milton off against Sam.
0: Yeah, so Miltonio Banderas with his human lizards.
1: Yep, um, pulled off a yeah pulled off a two-one win against the uh, Wood Elf Chaos. That was a pretty which, uh, that was a pretty big game. Um, it was a big game yeah. because both were in the running for the top spot
0: there. Yeah. And then I had a heck of a game against Dan.
1: Yeah. I think you finished the game last, didn't you? Uh yeah. I think you were the last to finish, because Milton and Sam were battling out for the top two spots. Yep. And then you came
0: in. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it was it ended up being three two to me against Dan and it was basically a scaven off. Um, his Chaos yeah. Skaven against my Dark Elf Skaven and it was it was a, a heck of a game his positioning was superb and he, it was funny, I spoke to him at club this week and he said, really liked playing the Skaven might have to borrow Alex's team <laughs> because he was like, I always because Dan plays a heck of a he plays a heck of an alt game and he's got a heck of an orc league team. I think it's tipping fifteen hundred or something like it. it's. It's, it's oh, it, yeah. It's wow. it's that orc team that you don't want to play. Um, so I'm quite excited at the prospect of maybe moving on to Skaven for a bit. <laughs> <laughs>
1: something you can bash.
0: Yeah. So yep, yeah, I pulled out the three-two win against him, which was awesome. Nathan then played against Alex. So Alex in the previous round had gone three-one against Ben three. And Nathan ends up pulling up a 1-0 upset with his, uh, with his Dwarf Halflings.
1: Yeah, he had no problem beating Dwarf Dark Elf, but apparently Dwarf Halfling offered a much bigger challenge. <laughs> Who'd have thought that?
0: <laughs> I have no idea, but that's, that is a cool outcome. Um, Ian played against yeah. Will, pulled a 1-0, and then Ben, 3, and Lewis drew. And that wrapped up all the games for the day.
1: To be honest, I think the game with Alex... I think I'll give him cut him some slack here. I think it was this game where I watched his ward to try and make the two plus dodge to score a touchdown, and and he died one into one snake eyes uh, and died. That, yes. So
0: Alex has both yeah. the most insanely good luck and the insanely bad luck at the same time. It's incredible. Yeah, it was rough to watch that. He will pull off some unnecessarily brilliant stuff, and then he will just go flop it on a on a double one. Ah, bless him. Um, yeah, but he, he plays. He plays. He plays brave. I think is probably the best way to describe his tactics. Yeah, he's a good player. Yeah, I'll always remember the time he fouled James's death roll off his pitch off. And I think in, <laughs> in his second league game. So uh, yeah, <laughs> it was it was heroic. Um, so yeah, that wrapped up all of the games. And yeah, thanks to Ben running this tournament, I got to play some sevens, which was cool. And
1: not only did you get to
0: play, yeah. I got
1: you managed to come away with the win.
0: I snuck into first place at seventy-eight points. Second place, <sighs> second place, going to Milton with seventy-seven points. One point in it. Yeah, it was. It that was one close. One extra touchdown, so I scored yeah. seven, seven touchdowns. Milton scored six, and that was so we both had dirt, two wins and a draw. So I snuck him with one point. To take the lead, which was uh, which I'm so happy about. I mean, I sh- I, it's only a game; it was only a mini game, but hey, I got to play and I got to win. It was very exciting.
1: Yeah, uh, your touchdown difference was the same. Your win, loss, draw was the same. Your casualties were the same. Yeah, so just, it was really just that extra one at the end I was that, just yeah. a
0: little bit scorier. Um And you know what? And I, I got to take away the picture which which you masterfully ordered, Ben.
1: Yeah, no, engraved a little, a little uh, tankard. Yeah. Yeah. So
0: cool.
1: Um, um, Yeah, let's talk about who who came last.
0: So, from the bottom there, Um Ben, you didn't get to play, so you scored zero points.
1: Yeah, that's fine. Oh, no. I know. I know. <laughs> oh, we'll,
0: we'll talk <laughs> yeah. about that in a minute, actually. Uh, Lewis came in with 12 points with his Halfling Pro Elf team. Will came in next from the bottom with 13 points with Chaos Undead. Ben 3, 24 points with Dark Elf Dwarf. Alex, Undead Wood Elf, 35 points. Dan, Alex's dad, uh, Chaos Skaven, 39 points with one win and two losses. Ian, 64 points with two wins and one loss with his Human Nurgle. Nathan, taking fourth place with Dwarfs and Halflings. Uh, Actually, it's... it's, uh, Yeah, it is fourth place. 65 points, two wins and a loss with those... Sam took the third place spot, also with 65 points, but had it on the tiebreaker of touchdowns. He scored five touchdowns, and Nathan only scored two. Um, two wins and a loss yes. for third place. And then, yeah, Milton second with 77, and me first with 78, which was awesome fun.
1: Yeah, it was it was really fun to watch. And, you know, second and third place, uh, first place and second place, walked away with some nice prizes. Second and third got a, a whiskey glass. Yay. Um Last place got constellation shot glass, as did chocolate armor, which I think also went to Lewis.
0: Who who had the most casualties suffered? Uh, that was yeah, Lewis. it would have been Lewis, yeah, with the minus yeah. with the minus two. Bless his heart. Look at check yeah. out check out Nathan there. So dwarf halfling casualties yeah. three to nil.
1: Yeah, that's not. He walked away with the uh, most casualties with that. He, he didn't concede any. He protected
0: his halflings using Dwarfs. Who knew? Who knew teamwork was so successful? <laughs> Dwarves and a, tr- a Tremon can counterbalance that. That's so cool. That's yeah. so cool to see. All you need on a halfling team is some dwarves. It's fine. Yeah. See, I like that. That just that just fits nicely. <laughs> um, and then you were very gracious enough to have a most touchdowns scored shot glass as well, which I yep. snuck away with for being a greedy coach and scoring seven touchdowns.
1: No, it's good. Good to see. Uh, to be honest, probably what I would have expected with Dark Elf and Skaven. Very rapid team. Yeah
0: yeah I yeah. think um, I'm very glad we didn't see a Wood Elf Skaven team
1: that would have been horrendous I think yeah. that
0: would have probably been really really cool so I mean <laughs> looking at the tierings um, yeah I had a double tier 1 Milton second though had a tier 1 and a tier 2 Sam had a tier 1 and tier 2 so you know the other teams that had double tier 1 so uh, Undead Wood Elf uh, Dark, Elf Dwarf, Dark Elf Dwarf. Yeah, yeah. they came mid of the table. So, yeah, it was all in all a really well executed and really good fun date. So, Ben, how was how? Right, you did a great job being the TO organizing it. Thank you so much. Well done. How was it? Thank you. How did you like it?
1: I thought it was great. I thought it was really fun to see people play so much sevens at the club, and to get three games in in a night was awesome. I was quite strict on the timing, yeah. but that was just because you've got to get three games and in three hours. It's you've got to yeah, do it. You've got to be. Yeah. Um but people managed, I don't think any game really overrun, and that was including one which started fifteen minutes late and that still finished <laughs> yeah. pretty much I think they skipped a couple of turns, but it wouldn't have changed too much. Yeah. Yeah. But no, um so it was, how was
0: um yeah. how was being the dungeon master for a Blood Bowl tournament go? How how did you enjoy that?
1: As, uh, you know you get a, an element of power which is quite nice <laughs> you feel important I felt like you Yeah, well, um, it was good
0: fun I mean you facilitated uh, how, many, how many games was that 15 brilliant games so well done mate super job yeah and, no, thank you and uh, yeah it's good fun running Blood Bowl tournaments. I do recommend it
1: I couldn't have done it without your spreadsheets which really <laughs> helped they, sh- they lined up all the next games just by entering the values which I also entered wrong so thank you for helping me oh, there yeah, try to deny <laughs> um, me my victory yeah yeah that was pretty bad pretty bad <laughs> with excel it seems uh so
0: uh, yeah so that was that was really 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 good uh what would uh, what would you want to do differently next time now not not brewing up the next format, but anything on that one you you kind of tweak or try and do better if you were to do that same thing again
1: um i mean i would have I would have quite liked a way where people can Potentially reuse this. Like part of me felt a little bad where people would join, they have their team, they play at once, and that's that. But there's no reason we can't do more mixed sevens at
0: Wobble. Well, first of so, all, I think we should definitely do more mixed sevens. Yeah, we can get more use out of it. But you know, a couple of the guys did suggest this, and it's actually quite an interesting idea. Was instead of having three in one night, have four over two nights. So okay, yeah, so the the games were easier the games would be easier to fit in um there's kind of that extra month, you know, for example, say we just did it one night and then we did it the same week of the following month to get it both in um so Simon was unable to attend, and he was he would have been able to sneak in two games All right he wouldn't have won, but he still could have participated, so that was a really good yeah. suggestion. I can't remember who it was I feel like it was uh, Ian or Ian or Sam who okay. mentioned that i th- I remember thinking, yeah you know what that's that's probably a cool idea You take a bit of the pressure no, I off, like that. yeah, which is good but otherwise I think it was really 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 well executed At, right this is for me now the most important thing mixed sevens how did you think the format went
1: way better than I expected I didn't I think when we, we listed the teams in order here you know we had Dark Elves gave and the 2 tier ones did top it but all in all it was pretty mixed we had Dark Elf Dwarf come third from bottom, which I really didn't expect. I think even last podcast I mentioned that team is probably gonna dominate. Yeah, that and will be the one yeah, to watch.
0: Ben three was definitely the one you thought you needed to watch, and I was. Yeah, the Chaos Skaven mix, basically. Yeah, I mean, it didn't.
1: I think the biggest thing. Yeah. I think the biggest thing for this is the fact that we were limited by the sprues.
0: I loved that. Hmm. Um. I loved that. I thought it was really good. It really affected the, the way you built the team. It. But there was still a ton of options. Um, I, I think... I no, absolutely. I think mixed sevens is definitely something that we should investigate because there's a whole load of builds and the great thing about sevens is, you know, if you have a bad game, it's over in 45 minutes and you can rack them up again and have another team. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I, I was really impressed with that. It, none of none of it was broken.
1: No. No, I, I do agree.
0: None, of, I, think, none of it. I think
1: maybe that was the caveat was... If, even if you limit mixed sevens to you can only have one player type, one positional type per team yeah, or yeah. for four elevens you can have two or something.
0: Yeah, one of each positional yeah. in, in sevens um, but still with that four positional cap it, it, felt, it felt tight, it felt that no one had a massive advantage it, it created some really interesting builds it, I mean I ended up building a load more players than I could end up using because I just simply didn't know which one to take and yeah and you end up with and this is the the really cool thing about this is you end up with two halves of a very cool team here so um yeah we need to do now is get on ebay and uh you know for 11 pounds pick up the second sprue for which for one of your teams and you've got a team sorted
1: yeah that's very true i think people i think a few people use that as different hobby painting experiences as well which i know i did at least i tried something new with painting and that was you know i I really enjoyed doing that, and I'll probably apply that to a team at some point oh, in the future.
0: I would love to see you do that because it was it was your, your team was beautifully done. Yeah, so um, I, I, I mean, it's everything I love. You know, I love sevens, I love mixed teams, um, and it was a great tournament experience. So, uh, you guys out there listening, I, I cannot recommend this enough. It, it just even if it's just play a few games of sevens, but you can have the mixed teams in there, and you have a bit of fun it's really low buy-in really low yield and you don't lose anything out on it um so yeah really really well done ben thank you so much for running it and uh i literally cannot no. wait for the next iteration of this because it was awesome fun new year
1: 2021 something new you uh, know who, who knows yeah 21s there you go three games of sevens at
0: once <laughs> job done there you go you have got it yeah. Uh, All right, we'll we'll try that for YouTube as well because that's quite a cool idea. (laughs) Brilliant! I think that wraps it up for uh, Hangover Bowl. Um, Yeah, yeah, right. Let's move on to our tournament top tips. Okay, it's time for tournament top tips. Now, the reason we're going through this is we've got our first tournament of the year coming up, Beachhead, uh, in just a few weeks' time, and there's quite a few players that have. asked us, hey, you know, it's my first tournament, I might come, I might not come, like, I've never done a tournament before, or it's been a while since I've done a tournament, and and I remember going to my first Blood Bowl tournament uh, a couple of years ago, it was Mana Bowl, and I went to that one because it was going to be stupid, so I wasn't too worried about making mistakes, then when I went to uh, Birmingham Brawl, which was a, a full-on NAF one, you know, it was it's a bit of an experience, fortunately I've done tournaments and, and game days and things before, so just thought it might be a good idea to talk through some some basics or some like a beginner's guide to blood bowl tournaments and i cannot say thank you enough to all of the community that helped so i posted you know comments out everywhere and, and had some some comments through instagram twitter facebook loads of loads of great advice from players so what we've done is we've collated it together to talk through some summaries there's a couple of specific bits that people have written that we want to read out but Otherwise, thank you everybody for for participating and help us compile a good starter list for tournament advice. Um, before yeah. we go on, Ben, I can't remember. Have you you've been to tournaments that weren't Blood Bowl before? Uh,
1: no, no, I no. haven't. Okay, no,
0: fine. I couldn't remember if if because I know we spoke about it before. I couldn't remember if you had or not, but. These things kind of do apply to to Blood Bowl and not to Blood Bowl as well. So it was good to get some advice from Ian, who goes to Age of Sigmar tournaments all the time. Um, And we'll read his advice out separately. Bless his little heart. So broken it down into time zones, basically. So we've got before the tournament. So weeks before. We've got the day before the tournament. We've got tournament day. And we've got at the event. And then we've got after the event. So we'll just talk through the advice that we've got as it goes step by step, really okie dokie yeah so before the tournament so a few weeks out months out or ever, a lot of the advice we were given was about the rules know the rules know how to play blood bowl read them practice blood bowl play on blood bowl 2 um but and this was really lovely to read is that it's just a reminder that tournaments are oh actually blood bowl tournaments are generally speaking really friendly environments absolutely and there's so much advice about just the first thing you should do when you sit down at the day is just let your let your let your opponent know it's my first tournament. You know it, it's fine, like it's okay. Generally speaking, people will help you out in that that advice in that circumstance.
1: And I think ultimately, if if you're ever in the position, which you most likely won't be, if you ever are, if if anyone has a problem, that's a problem with them, and not a problem with you. People are new to tournaments. You know, everyone's going to have a first tournament, and. In my one, I know I was asking a couple of questions, but the opponent was always helpful. Like, you know, how many times you scatter us throw a teammate or something like that? And they will tell you. And it's just that agreement that you have with your opponent. It's good.
0: So, yeah, I guess the first lesson is uh, know how to play Blood Bowl, but don't be afraid if you're not 100% on it. It's not a hyper-competitive place. It's a place... It's not. Tournament, tournaments are a place where you go to play a bunch of games together. Some people play to win. I think everyone plays to try and win, but you, you're there to play games. That's your priority, and you, if you go in knowing that that's your goal, is I'm going to go, I'm going to play three games of Blood Bowl today, you've already won, right? You're yeah. playing for the story, which is great. So, yes, advice number one, read the rules. <laughs> yeah. And advice number two links into this, and this was one of the other ones that was absolutely spaffed all over the place. Read read the tournament rules back. Um, I think you so, can uh, you vouch for this one. Oh man, so Blood Bowl tournaments, because Blood Bowl is generally speaking a really tight rule set, isn't it? There's not yeah. there's hardly anything there that you can get wrong. There's a lot of rules, so it's easy to get the rules and the orders wrong, but the rules are written quite clearly, which means that us crazy people that run the tournaments, TOs, we can introduce interesting rules to make each tournament our own. Um, Blood Bowl tends to be a very feudal thing. but Everyone wants their event to feel like their event, have a unique feel and a unique spark. and um, Every tournament seems to do this. I've been doing a lot of stuff with the SWTC and every single tournament has a different build order, different special rules, different this, different that. I mean, Ben, I'm sure you can think of a couple of examples of... Tournaments you've been to, in Blood Bowl, that have got different rule sets.
1: Yeah, different weather tables, different kickoff charts. Yeah,
0: there'll be nice. Exactly. So if you look at the four tournaments that we're running this year, Beachhead, has got a different rules build than than all of them. Um, yeah. And they'll all have the different elements. So read the rules back. Hopefully it's not too confusing. Um, and if you're confused, by all means ask the ask the TO because you will probably not be the only person confused about a certain rule um so you read the rules back build your team so this is one of my favorite parts of the hobby it's the game it's pretty much outside the best of the part game. of the tournament yeah oh, man, I love it this is, bit. It's, it's brewing the teams brewing yeah. the teams what am i going to take what skills am i going to put what do you think and it, whether you're a solo blabble player or you've got a massive group chat you will have just as much fun brewing up ideas like oh you know what I can drop that extra reroll and get Ripper into the team, and then I'm running all the trolls. Ben, do it. <laughs> How many trolls did you run at Bonehead Bowl? Uh, four. Yeah. Oh man, that was. Uh, it's got to be really, done. Really stupid. Um... <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> no, that was cool. But that's it. Is build your team um, and make yourself organized with the team that you're taking. You're, you're taking, um, and I guess a bit that is probably uh one close to my heart as a to is uh, build your team and then do send it to the tournament organizer to check yeah, it over absolutely by the deadline they specify there's normally a very good reason for that so for example beachhead um if you're coming to beachhead i'd like the lists in by saturday the first if possible um because that way i can check them all over and i'm going to be printing out packs for all the all the coaches because i always do because it's just more organized that way and honestly these days people don't have a lot of printers like it's really funny no one had a printer at one point because they were expensive then they became cheap and everyone had a printer and then because they are so cheap and people don't use paper anymore now no one's got a printer again so (laughs) it's the truth it's the truth um, so yeah get your list in to me i will sort them out i will print them and i'll make sure they're all right so yes if you're going to a tournament and they say hey get your list in normally a week before the event Do get your list in so that you can rock up on the day and you don't have to worry about it. And that is the main reason that that list should be in early, is so that on the day you rock up with your stuff and you're good to go straight off the bat.
1: And on top of that, it's not just that. It's if you you make your list and then you're painting a new team for the tournament and you've spent all the effort to paint a team of really awesome dudes that you put loads of time and effort in and it's not valid, that would suck. So if you... Make your list, send it in, get it authorised, and then you can start painting knowing that all of them are fine.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or, you know, do what I do and paint the uh, team the night before the tournament. Yeah, all well, that. That works or, or in the way of Hangover Bowl, I was painting it about two hours before the tournament. which is. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how you do this. Every I don't, time. I don't, I, don't, I don't know why I do this. I can't stop myself. Um, so, yeah, build your team. Um, practice playing in a time limit. So most yeah. leagues, so our league is a cracking example of this. We've got about three hours, three and a half hours of a club night. That's enough to get apparently three games of sevens in or one regular, get wrong regular league game. Right. So you you don't have to rush because you've got three hours in a tournament where you're trying to fit three or sometimes four elevens games in a day. You've got a, you've got a time limit of two hours, maybe two and a quarter, maybe two and a half Um that 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 requires you to play sharpish, really.
1: Yeah, I think if you can get used to playing to a turn timer, it's good. If like Blood Bowl 2 has that built in, maybe use that as a as a little tester, or like if you don't have people to practice with regularly, or just ask people on your usual league night, just hey, can we try and play with two and a half minutes for this game or something like that? And you'll be surprised how fun it can make the game as well when you're focused and you're playing and you get the game done really quickly it's it's a different dynamic which I think is actually worth even if you hate turn timers maybe give it a, give it a go because you might be surprised
0: you can get more Blood Bowl done it's funny because people burn through league uh, games on Blood Bowl 2 and things because they can get more games in quicker yeah, exactly. yeah, you, don't, you don't have to set up time and, and really part of playing tabletop is the socialisation and you're it sharing is. that experience with someone but Actually, if you do use a four-minute turn timer, you'll get your done your game done plenty, plenty quickly enough. I mean, I think you and Rich have used one before. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. We, that you was went, my fastest was ever it, game. It was so was it, good. Was it two minutes or three minutes you went for?
1: I think we gave us two and a half. Oh wow! Okay. But that we had some turns. I think there were three or four turns in a row where our first action was double skull, and we just skipped through about three turns in about ten seconds. Sounds like so a that giant did shave, sevens game. Yeah, <laughs> it did shave a lot off it. Um, <laughs> But no, I really enjoyed that just from. I felt like I played way better than.
0: It, it focuses you. You're playing.
1: It the game. really does. But no, if you take no. the half time to do. Like, yeah. I, I love chatting to the opponent, but maybe you just say, at half time, we'll have a little assess, we'll have a chat, we'll, we'll laugh we about to. the things that happened in the drive. And yeah, it's.
0: And you know what? Most TOs will do the, the announcements. So yes. I generally do it at an hour, and then with half an hour to go 15 minutes to go and then time you know to keep the players under wraps i mean one of the tournaments we had uh we went we got to the hour mark and they were just going into turn four um and that's that's the only time i've sort of said guys you 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 should really be using a timer on this one and they did and they got the game done but yes you you probably won't have to worry about timers if you play promptly but um just be aware that that's a thing that you might need to do because it's the, it's just not fun if you don't get a game finished it's just a shame yeah it's not
1: and the more time you leave the more time you have to go around the show and buy things if they well have, if it's a, a store or a show that's
0: yeah that, that's it and that's something i will say for tournaments is it, it, you never really lose anything by getting your game done early. Uh, it, it's it's just more chill you get more time to eat things yeah. you get more time to mooch around or just relax or just go and pick fun at someone else which is always quite entertaining um yeah. right so ahead of time um just give it a google check out the location parking food travel how long it's going to take you to get there um it's not a huge ask uh, i'm sure everyone gets a couple of minutes that they're on their break at work or just at work were working, Ben, um, where they can Google <laughs> Not too <laughs> yeah. it's, it's a good idea to just check out where you're headed, where the parking is going to be and I'll tell this story a hundred times more uh, when Rich and I went up to play Marnabolt we found a car park near the venue, um, but we hadn't checked beforehand, we just chose a car park and we were lucky that it turned out to be literally three doors down from the shop um, but, so convenient yeah, yeah, it was really lucky, we hadn't planned, do plan Um, I recommend it. It will help you. It will help you be less stressed on the tournament day. Um, And I guess this one links into another point in there, which a load of people said was go with friends. Yeah. Um, If you're traveling somewhere. So, you know, we're very lucky in England that there are tournaments very regularly in a very small... I mean, we're going to go up to, hopefully, if I can trick you into it, we're going to go up to Birmingham, right? Birmingham's two and a bit hour journey. I think most Americans would kill have tournaments you know we're like oh it's a bit far is it they fly to this yeah exactly i mean um ian and i went up to warhammer world so he could play a game of age of Sigmar with a stranger from the internet and i you know went to protect him um, a <laughs> lovely guy, and it was a great day. We drove up to Nottingham, which was three and a half hours, and then we, we had had a game, at Bugman's Bar and everything. Um, but we went to come back, and it was like 9 o'clock, and we kind of thought, you know what, we'll just be home by midnight if we leave now. So you, yeah. you can do those things. But yeah, going with friends makes it a lot easier on the travel and the experience. If you can't, don't worry, you will make friends there. But if you can, plan ahead, go with some people, look at where you're going, it will just... It's, it's an adventure like it's a really lame thing to say but genuinely if you've got a Sam Gamgee in the group it, it will be the furthest point they've gone from the Shire but it, what a reason then come back with a trophy
1: if you've got no friends who play Blood Bowl I think the only thing stopping someone getting into Blood Bowl is a game of Blood Bowl
0: yeah absolutely and tournaments tournaments can be quite daunting but they ought not to be because it really is just a group of people playing games um so yes check out the location go with friends talk to the to if you need help so a load of people put this rob um friend of the podcast emphasized this heavily in his comments with if you read the rules back and you're unsure if it's your first tournament and you're unsure if you need some help or some advice just talk to the to um it's great fun they're invested they want to run a really good event they want all the coaches to have a good time and they just you know they'll know stuff just drop them a message Don't be afraid to say, hey, uh, what's the food like there? You know, is the parking okay? Um, Is this team all right? You know, am I okay doing this? What does this mean? Just message the TO. It's in their interest to make the event go well for you, uh, but ultimately, we want to help.
1: Yeah, they wouldn't be running a tournament if they didn't want to be talking about Blood (laughs) Bowl.
0: That is an excellent (laughs) way of putting it, Ben. Yeah, yeah, that's bang on. Well done. Yeah, really good. Um, So we spoke about building a team make sure your team is clear and uh, numbered or labeled um, is a really good one so if you're using fancy models from different ranges just make sure that it's easy to see um, what a model is if you're going to take a model that looks like a minotaur make sure that it's labeled up that it is not a minotaur if you're not running it as a minotaur for example because people will look at it and go ah right that guy's strength five he's got horns okay fine and it turns out it's an ogre actually it can confuse people we and um, and we want it to be as easy as possible yeah um and that's that's for everyone really um one of, one of the things i did see at a tournament was a guy had painstakingly numbered his players um with runes which was very cool norse runes <laughs> the language that everyone knows yeah, and it was kind of like, that is yeah. really cool, but it makes it tricky to follow what's going on. Um, yeah. So, yeah, just keep it Appreciate clear. Number, you don't necessarily have to paint your models. It depends on the tournament rules pack, which you've already read. But, you know, if if you, I mean, for example, our tournaments, you don't have to paint them. It looks great if you do, but, you know, just, just label them, just make it clear. If you're there to play it as a board game, that's absolutely fine. Now, let's just make it clear and easy so that, you don't create any situations so you're ahead of time so you can do this and if you're stuck labeling your models let the to know because i imagine they'll have a great way around it so you know i've got a whole load of stickers if someone is if someone's coming to one of our (laughs) tournaments and they're like hey um how do i mark my models up i'll say don't worry too much about it if you can get it sorted get it sorted otherwise get here a couple of minutes early and i'll give you some stickers and you can number up your guys then nice um, but that does link into this one, which is have a plan for marking skills. It's exactly the same thing. You can get stickers, you can get skill rings, you can use elastic, coloured elastic bands. Just make sure that it all ties into your roster. Um, and it's clear and obvious to see.
1: Yeah, I think it, it can just be as simple as writing it on the base, just using acronyms, just something which at a glance you can see. Just a little reminder, because sometimes it's not clear that one of your blitzers has tackle, the other one has dodge, or something like that. Just... Give a little hint to your opponent because it's it would suck to go and someone make a block and then you'd be like, actually they have dodged and they thought oh well, I didn't know that you yeah, know that, yeah. you don't want to have that discussion it's
0: yeah it, it just it takes away that that element of uncertainty um, Lewis yeah. does this for his league guys he writes what their level up are on the basis. Yeah with Tippex or my Sharpie or something.
1: Just a D for dodge or something. It'll be, it'll yeah. be enough for people yeah. to remember.
0: Yeah. yeah, just a little bit differentiated. So, a couple of cool things here that the guys did mention online was uh, good teams for tournaments and power builds. <laughs> <laughs> so, you're thinking ahead. You're building a team. Take what you enjoy playing. It doesn't yeah. matter on the build. The great thing about Blood Bowl is even with different tierings and things, uh, the, the teams are going to end up within 100k of each other and any blood bowl game can go any way when your team values are that close so you know don't worry too much about like i need to take a top tier list it really doesn't matter we just saw that some teams with some very top tier teams came middle of the rank you know it's about the game um but do bear in mind that if you're going to go with an all linemen team you're running an all lineman team and you're playing a different game than if it's so if you go wood elves and you take all wood elf linemen you won't be as effective as a wardancer but you know just just be okay with it but play what you like play what you enjoy if it's you know if it's humans run humans it, it doesn't matter if you're not running a wood elf team you, you're still going to win games you can still yeah. win loads of games with humans like and if you're going to go stunty because you love playing ogres. Then go play ogres. I did at Birmingham. I was like, you know what? I can't handle the stress of dying with my Skaven. I'm just going to take ogres. I went one, one, and one. It was great.
1: <laughs> you do see it a lot. Of people. A lot of people play Sun to tournaments because they are just a laugh.
0: The very first list that we got in for Beachhead uh, was uh, a halfling yeah. team, which is awesome. Yeah. And they've got Rumblo Sheepskin in there as well, which is wicked. Because I mean, it's like... Oh, yeah. Sorry. Carry on. <laughs> I was going to say, he's the guy on the sheep or the goat, which is really Oh, yeah. Cool. Yeah. yeah. But but yeah, you can go stunties because that's your challenge. That's what you enjoy doing. That's all that matters. You're playing blood bowl.
1: Yeah, in a league, you know, playing a stunty team in a league, it's like six months of torture. A <laughs> tournament, you get it done in a day,
0: <laughs> and it doesn't matter what team you run. You'll end up with stories. Yeah. Um, um, so yeah, but take what you team. Take what team you enjoy playing. Take a team that you know, all uh, that you've understand, and um, just just yeah don't worry too much about power builds if you're going to go to play to win the great thing about the way that tos run different tournaments with the different build packages and the different skill allowances and the different tiers and things is that you can't really matrix game it
1: no you can't you, you can kind have... of know what the best thing out there will be
0: well you, you, and don't, you can though. plan around that being so look at the world cup mm. where they had the four different tiers and oh yeah Yeah, and this is the good thing about the tiering system, is that when you're looking at skills and, you know, so Beachhead will use that one because it's coming up soon, your tier 1 teams, they get 100k's worth of stuff, the tier 2 teams get 150k's worth of stuff. So then you're stuck there thinking, right, Wood Elves Elves are great, but when they're playing against a Chaos team at 1.1 million that have 150k's worth of skills and and stat-ups, like, yeah, that's not a gimme. And that's the beauty of it. Yeah,
1: no, it's it's nice that you have that little offset.
0: I'm a huge fan of the tier. It, it can, yeah,
1: I think it always works.
0: It's, I haven't really seen it not work. No, no, which is cool. And um, that's, I think that that's why you do have so many people playing Stunty. is because they get a whole load of stuff, yeah. which is cool. Yes, and do. I think I think that's it. And I like the way it does that. So that's. Some of the things you can think about ahead of time if you're thinking about going to a tournament. But now you've agreed to go to the tournament, you've paid, you've sent your roster, you've built your team, you're, you're all good to go. The day before, couple of top tips for you: pack your gear the day before or a couple of days before, have it ready to go. So your, your team, a pitch, your templates, your dice, books if you need them, some snacks, some drinks, glue. So many people said bring glue. Oh,
1: so yeah, it's something I always forget: it's super glue. So a good thing I always open. need.
0: Yeah, A good TO will have a first aid centre for your (laughs) model. So I tend to... It's really quite funny. At League, the guys are like, "Um, does anyone have glue or a tape measure or dice? I'm like, yeah, I've got it here. Because you know what? It's really important. And if everybody tries to bring everything, you should never end up in a situation where no one has something.
1: Yeah. So go back like 30 seconds or a minute and write those down and save it somewhere. Like on a notepad or a note on your phone or something like that. Have a little to-do list. And each time you go to a tournament, check those off and you should be fine.
0: So team, pitch, templates, dice, books, snacks, drinks, glue. You just, should be okay. Just stuff, yeah. And yep. another top tip that so many people said was get a good sleep. Oh, so important. Get a good sleep, have everything ready to go in the morning so you can just wake up and go to your tournament feeling rested. So, Ben, I know we had a couple of bits to talk about um, like straight from the horse's mouth and I think uh, I think we'll try um, what was the one where it talked about uh, the mental thing Uh, I can't remember, you know what, never mind we'll come back to that in a minute Okay. because yeah, being rested is really 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 important because the way I see it, you're playing at least three games of Blood Bowl that's 16 turns so you're doing forty-eight individual puzzles in a day. And was that? A... Oh, sorry, sorry. That's right. Carry no, no, no. no. <laughs> I was gonna say, that. So you know, you want to be well, well rested, <clears throat> and yeah, have everything ready to go. So the day before, get your stuff all organised, have a good night's sleep, do your very, very best not to be painting your team at midnight the day before a tournament. Trust me. Ah, oh, it's it. <laughs>
1: It's I am gonna say it's the worst feeling and I can say that because I've done it on every tournament we've been to, where I'm there at two AM just thinking of oh, why did I agree to put fifty things on this model's base or something like that? Just just get it done beforehand. Hey, You'll thank yourself because that, the the that, that wear rest-
0: team. That wear team was lovely.
1: <laughs> it was lovely and I wish I could have seen it through my bleary eyes <laughs> the morning after.
0: <laughs> no, it's it's it is a understated piece of advice.
1: I think, was it John Wagg in the community who posted, treat it
0: like you would
1: exams for school.
0: Oh, here we go. Yeah, Yeah. this is one we wanted to read out just because it's really good advice. Uh, So this is from John. Um, It's a mental marathon, so take it like you would exams for school. Eat healthy and drink lots of water the day before. Get a good night's sleep that night as well. Eat a big meal the morning of the day, take snacks and water. Gather all your stuff and have it waiting to the door. Uh, waiting next to the door or in your car the night before there's less rushing around in the morning you can just go and you don't have to worry about forgetting things and that was really a really solid piece of advice that a lot of people echoed but John really put it very succinctly there
1: yeah and anyone who's been to anyone who's been to a tournament know that it is a mental marathon in a fun way you feel really stimulated which we'll come to later but like you want to be raring to go you want to have everything fresh in your mind like you would memorising for the exam like he said (laughs) So yeah, it's, it it's a funny time. way to think
0: about it isn't it yeah it's so uh, true no no no. what we're going to do this weekend this weekend i'm going to pay to take an exam for fun um, <laughs> that's university isn't it <laughs> well basically yeah <laughs> so it's the uh it's the day of the tournament now so put a couple of bits of advice here from the community as well and um, loads of people all about the shorts um, oh
1: it's so big i think
0: I mean, Ian's a big
1: advocate of shorts. He's youngster Joey of the group, isn't
0: he? Ian was straight in there. It's like, wear shorts, take deodorant, <laughs> stay hydrated, know your rules, be casual, but make sure you can finish the game. May need to suggest times if it's looking tight. Yeah. That's Ian's summary. And Ian goes to quite a lot of tournaments, whether it's Blood Bowl or Age of Sigmar. Um, he, 10 out of 10, recommends wearing shorts all the time. And. You know, your mileage may vary. So we're playing Beachhead. beachhead's at the Bic. The Bic is a big place. It may not be as hot as a tournament in a game store or something like that. So yeah, and it is not, January, or you, February. It, yeah, it's February. So you may not need shorts, but actually, be take comfortable clothes. You know, wear trainers, wear boots, wear what makes you comfortable. Like, you know, it, it's it, you're going to be there a long day. It's going to be a long day. Be comfortable. It is the peak of summer
1: really definitely recommend shorts i've went to one tournament last year which i think was bonehead bowl was it oh it was bonehead bowl yeah that was hottest day of the year um sometimes your tournament rooms (laughs) might not have the best aircon love and toyment the aircon is
0: (laughs) the aircon was awesome it's just it was it was what 30 something degrees outside yeah it was struggling We've had, we've had the worst weather for our tournaments as well so bonehead bowl was absolutely steaming outside and then yes. was it was it sewer bowl was um a weather warning for for floods and stuff yeah oh like, yes uh, yeah so <laughs> so when, tombstone, when tombstone came around i think we got away with it i was expecting a blizzard um it was literally <laughs> like someone outside was like oh blood bowl tournament let's have a look at that weather chart yeah <laughs> <roll the weather laughs> you. <40. Yeah. laughs> so good uh so yeah wear comfortable clothes um Leave with time and make it as chill as possible. So, yeah, be organised, leave with time on the day, get there early, be relaxed. You know, the worst thing that happens if you're early is you get a chance to go around and find something to eat or just have a chat. And this is something I've absolutely loved about every tournament I've gone to, um, is you get there early like, hey, you know, stranger, what uh, what team are you running today? Oh, I'm running this team because I played them last. And you just... You, you know what you're all there to play Blood Bowl so Blood Bowl is a massive passion for most people so you've got something in common with everyone there.
1: It's the best feeling just going and having that time to chat just just pretend it's pretend it starts half an hour or an hour earlier than it does and just get there for that time and yeah. you'll be thankful for it to have that time to meet and greet.
0: And you get a chance to look at other people's teams and show off what you've yeah. done. It's really cool, man. I, I, it's it's understated. Um, Absolutely. So so many people have commented this one. For all tournaments, shower and use deodorant. It's a full-on day.
1: Yeah, it's it's one where you know we don't want to admit it, but it's got to be done. Um, it's not. It's you know if, it, if it's it's not meant in a bad way, but it's just considerate.
0: Yeah, gamer funk is a real thing. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, whether you're playing Magic the Gathering, whether you're a Blood Bowl tournament, a Sigma tournament, you're in a small space with a bunch of guys. Things do get heated, uh, especially the players. And, um, you know what? It can get warm and it can get smelly. So do your best to help contribute to a pleasant environment. because it's I think everyone sport. I've.
1: Yeah, I think every single tournament I've been to has never been an issue. I think everyone's acknowledged that and it, yeah, made. It's,
0: it's kind of like a, a terror from the past now, which is an awesome thing. Actually, it, yeah. needs to, it needs to stay there. Um, I think people
1: are more aware of it now.
0: Yeah, which is, which is brilliant. And the last thing, the last tip for the tournament day, before we go into the matches, is bring water, drink water. Stay hydrated. So important. Uh, yeah I'm really bad at this I uh, I will take any opportunity to have energy drink and um, tea which which are both things that do dehydrate you which yes. then can sometimes ends up in me in me getting a migraine so uh, yeah water really recommend it most places have places where you can buy water and the good thing about water is you can get it for free in most places as well so
1: yeah just, just take a bottle with you on the day and that'll be yeah, fine
0: and just top yeah. up okay so it's game time you're at the event now you're playing the games there's a load of advice here and it's all really 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 good so we'll try and go through it as quickly as we can but they're really important points so first things first say hi to all of your opponents be friendly, be open, be there to have a great game
1: most important rule
0: absolutely I think you even put that in the feedback to the community as well didn't you Ben yeah, um, but yeah I think so there we go In all seriousness, I'd say that you don't remember the games you win or lose. You remember the ones where you had a good time and a friendly opponent. So be that guy. That's it. That's from Blood Ben (laughs) through our group chat. Yes. And it's a really, really, really good point. And so many people said that. Which I think really just highlights the great thing about Blood Bowl. I mean, the Facebook can get raucous, and there's a load of things to argue about, but when you're there playing games with people, you're playing there to, to, to create this story and this puzzle, and generally speaking everyone just wants to have a great time and create a create an epic moment with you so yeah be be polite be open and just say hello
1: i think i was having this discussion recently with some friends where it's funny how the interactions in person are so different to social media where we we're currently in a time where we communicate so much over the internet you kind of sometimes it's easy to forget how easy and nice it is to just be in person.
0: Yeah, it is. <laughs> like without it's
1: trying to sound too profound, it's.
0: It's <laughs> really true though. It's just yeah lovely to meet up with people and play games. It is. Um, it's such be, a nice experience to be human. Um, yeah, but. Right. So, talking of humans, um, there's a lot of things that can be considered ambiguous. So, right from the from the from the beginning of the game, agree on a few things, and this is the things that the community recommended. So, agree what's a cocked dice. How you gonna yeah. What you're gonna re-roll if you're gonna re-roll all of them? Re-roll all of them. How you gonna determine it? It you're better off doing that at the beginning and agreeing it, so you both know what rules you're playing with throughout the game.
1: An easy one is if it's not flat, it's cocked, and yeah. then there's no argument.
0: Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Um, are you going to be using dice towers? Are you going to be using dice cups? Are you going to be using trays? And again so many people said do not slam dice cups please. Yeah. Um, it... Which was which was really funny how many people said that <laughs> because uh, <laughs> that's one thing that has become a bit of a trope is that there, there was always a couple of people that really take it out on the table um, which is fine when you're at home but if you're at a tournament the tables are shared and the volume's loud, it's just unnecessary and it, it's not It's not great.
1: Yeah, if you're going to use a dice cup, just do it gently. It's just a nicer experience without bang, 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 bang,
0: bang all the The, time. the, the slamming, yeah. 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 Um, so it was cool that the, a lot of the community agreed with that one. Um, talk to you, yeah, agree, like say, right, when I've moved my players, I'm going to turn them round. So you just agree that, so there's no ambiguity. Um, turning over players at the end of your turn from stunned to prone. Um, to avoid that actually I'll turn him over at the beginning and then I don't know if he's started face down or if he's now ready mm. to get up yeah no don't worry just agree say yeah um, I'm going to always do my stun guys at the yeah. end are you okay to do the same yeah cool wicked you just you set off knowing um, that you're clear on what's going on and also use this as an opportunity to talk right do you want to use a timer or do you want to see how we are at half and then probably one of the most important things is right just make sure that you're each clear on the pe- on the game pieces um, so you know, if you're running a minor tour as an ogre, just explain just that this is an ogre because I love the model. Oh yeah, no worries, that's fine. We, we we talk about it at the beginning. Or the guy with the yellow band is the one with block. It's written on my team sheet. Do you want a copy of my team sheet? Here you go. Yeah. yeah. It, it just the the more time you can save communicating, the quicker and easier the game will go. It's
1: so much easier to have these discussions before the game started than it is mid-game. It's yeah. so much easier and so much more time saving. So I think I, one more thing to agree agree on as well is something which I saw I think a couple of people mentioned was um, ask if they're okay touching models before oh, you do that's it.
0: Oh, that's such a great point. Yeah, yeah. so
1: if you're going to lay models down, like don't go and do it, just ask if they do it. They might be glued really precariously on the base and you, you yeah. can't see that obviously, so just make sure they're okay with that.
0: I, I guess the ultimate rule here is just be respectful in every exactly. way as, as often as you can yeah that's yeah. a really 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 good one i um i didn't check uh when we played our sevens tournament last week when i played against milton he was running catchers as lineman. um and right. genuinely my very first turn i i went up knocked this catcher down and then fouled him thinking he was a catcher only to be sent <laughs> off uh, to then realize <laughs> no. that actually actually it was it was just a lineman and i was like oh okay that's my fault because i didn't check at the beginning i we didn't confirm what was what so it is definitely worthwhile just going through and saying well these guys are these guys yeah great because you just it make it, you can make better decisions you've got a better win chance for the very exactly. least exactly um, so a couple of other things here so play tight when you're playing the game do the important things first and this was uh, I saw a couple of people post this it's really good advice this is for Blood Bowl all of the time play like you expect every roll to fail and be okay with it
1: and that is a really good advice.
0: Yeah. So when you're doing your turns, go right. What can I do that's not going to affect the fail? When I move this guy and he falls over and dies, am I going to be happy with where 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 it finishes? That's, that's playing tight it's just really good blood bowl advice but also if you if you kind of front load yourself to say right I'm going to put him there him there him there then I'm going to go him there he's going to stuff it up and die but that's okay because I've put him there to prepare for it you will play a tighter game you will be reasonably happy it, it's, it's learning to lose gracefully one step at a time <laughs>
1: expecting to fail
0: expect, yeah, yeah. expect to fail and be okay with it yeah um, play clean, talk through what you're doing. And yeah. We've all played those players that just rolled ice and then like, yeah, that was uh that was for this. <laughs> and you're like, um Okay, yeah. like sure, but it, it would be much better if you would say, Right, he's gonna move here, he's making a pass action, he's doing this, you know, talk through what you're doing. Um because if there's any ambiguity, you'll just have to redo it. So yeah don't leave any opportunity for ill-feeling and also a misunderstanding of the rules because what will happen in any, any TO is if you just start rolling dice and the other players like look mate you've not actually said what you're doing or who's doing it so the TO will come over if he's summoned at that point and just say right actually guys what you need to do then is restart the turn because if you're not sure what you're doing um, let's just restart that action um, and that can go one way or the other same as the cock dice if you don't set off the beginning you can end up losing some great results
1: one which I've seen a lot actually personally is um, KOs sometimes people say it's going to roll for that going to roll for that and they don't explicitly say which they're rolling which can again lead to ambiguity like it's not something I've had in my games but I've witnessed before um, uh, yeah yeah, so, you just roll a four plus and say, oh, that was the blitzer. You know, you just yeah. just make it clear which one you're rolling for and stuff. Because this is an easy one to, you just go through it after each drive and you might not think about it. So, just make so, sure.
0: Yeah. Um, and we're going to skip ahead just a quick second, which is here is uh, feel free to, to, to question what's going on. Like, don't yeah, be, absolutely. you know, don't be awkward about it. Just say, hey, um, what's, what's going on with that? How does that work? Or can you, I'm really sorry, but those dice, can we share them? Can we do that? And I guess that's something we should have talked about as well. Is you have gotta be able to share dice. Um, and if your opponent is not willing to share dice, then most tournaments will say you've got to share dice, or they don't get to use those dice because it it takes out again that um, this seems questionable. And if your opponent's dice, wraps you go into town, and say, hey, can we share those dice, or can you use different dice? Like it's okay. It's it is okay. Like, yeah, it's okay. The rules are there. Like it's okay to ask for the rules to be to be adhered to. And if there's some confusion going on, it's okay to just say, "Hey, can we can we go through this step by step?" Or um, actually, can we redo this because you started rolling dice without talking to me about what they are? Like, I don't want to be awkward, but I'm not. Entire, I'm just a bit confused by what's going on. Like, it's okay to do that. We're there to play a game, um, and the game has rules. Like, that's what they're there for.
1: The game's most fun when played correctly. If you, if you are that guy who has funky dice, which I'm
0: sure no one is, just don't. <laughs> <laughs> it's, not, it's not worth it. And the great thing is, yeah. is, because of that, you can expect your opponent's dice um, to be legit. And yeah. you know, just say, are we okay sharing dice? You've got a problem with that? Nobody will say that they have a problem with it. Um, just because everybody knows if you've played at least one game of Blood Bowl, it doesn't matter which dice you're rolling, they're going exactly. <laughs> to Exactly. So, yeah. The six the is one, not necessarily
1: always good. Uh, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's never
0: going to work out. Uh, play polite don't be overly loud uh, and check your audience for bad language mm-hmm. is probably the best one to say is you know it's up to you what language you use you are you we would never stop you from being you but it is a bit selfish for you to be acting in a way that actually makes somebody else feel uncomfortable um so just bear that in mind if you if you if you're the kind of player that f-bombs you way around do check around for children just check yeah. around for children read the room yeah, yeah. Read, read the room is a great way of putting it. Um, you know, everybody, you get that moment in the game where ah, oh, rolled a one, ah, oh, rage. You know what? Be as, be as polite and together about it as you can. Don't worry if you can't, or if you get too excited. Um, I know that a lot of people hate it when you chant, "Roll a one, roll a one, roll a one, roll a one." Um, you know, but obviously, you be you. But just uh, try not to disrupt other people's games.
1: Yeah, that's I guess. That's
0: Um, so a couple of other simple game ones here announce your turns and announce your opponent's turns as in absolutely the turn number
1: please do (laughs) i always missed my turn type, putting my token up the turn it helps
0: it helps so much now i'm I'm very lucky where i do so much of the youtube it's just a part of my life now when i play yeah i'm like okay so goblin turn three um it just helps, and actually, it is a really subtle prompt to move your turn markers to keep it to keep it going. Um, so, right, that's my turn three done. So, this is your turn four now. Yeah, cool. So, your turn four, move turn marker. Most tournaments, if not all tournaments, don't use the illegal procedure rule because it is a bit gnarly. But actually, what is doesn't. that rule, just for someone yeah. who isn't familiar? Uh, if they make an action, like if they yeah. make an action without moving their turn marker, uh, you say illegal procedure, and basically they lose a reroll.
1: Mm, that's a bit rough. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, it's not a fun rule, so no. most tournaments don't use it, which is very advantageous because actually you should be working together to play a, a, a good game.
1: Exactly. Um, that's it's a very gotcha contract. rule. That, yeah,
0: yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. Um, but it might actually encourage people to move the blooming tower markers because it. it <laughs> no. Yeah. Just um, be clear, and I think this is one of the bits of advice that Mike, um, San, something, 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 San numbers always talks about is just say, yeah, right, that's the end of my turn too, so your turn three now. Just just work together to keep a track of what's going on. You've got turn markers. Exactly. Like it's really really easy to use them. Um so yeah, this one we've touched on already. Ask for help, ask for rules, question rules, it's a game. Using the rules is a requirement. Like it's a requirement and an expectation. So yeah. I think you've touched on this as well, Ben, but so many people said this. Like if you're not sure of a rule, just ask, talk it through. If you get stuck, bring the T O over. Um because we're there just to play a game for the rules and it's okay not to know every rule because exactly. there's loads, like there's hundreds of rules. And there will definitely be some circumstances where y- you're not entirely sure which order it goes. I think the best example of this is when I was at the first mana bowl, it was the squig team. And the squigs have bloodlust and really stupid. And <laughs> it was always like uh, do you roll, which order do you roll them and do you do this? And it's down to the TO to decide a way to do it. And and when we do it on the YouTube channel, for example, we do it in um, alphabetical order. Makes sense. Yeah, you know what? It just makes just alphabetical order, and uh, and apply it that way. I think that again is probably from magic. Um, yeah. That just they that just that's just how it goes on the stack. That's how you resolve it. Groovy. It'd um, be
1: very rare to play a game where like all the rules
0: are correct. So just you know, <laughs> if,
1: <laughs> it will happen. You will get into a game where you don't have the rules. It will happen.
0: We know that from running the YouTube games. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I guess every game you, every game you work together to create new ways to get the rules wrong. Um just, yep. just work as a team, and uh, you get less wrong. And if you get them wrong, you get them wrong together, and it's 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 kind of balanced in that. <laughs> okay. Um, so uh, apothec- this is one great bit bit of advice that Steve flagged up. Is it apothecaries? So apothecaries can be used to keep guys on the pitch you'll see it way more often than in leagues. So Ben, you'll know from being a league player, you hold on to your apothecary so that your blitzer doesn't die. Yes. Um, in a tournament, you can just use him to to go, you know, to, to get him back into badly hurt or to Absolutely. to knock that result from KO'd back to stunned. Um, just be aware that people are going to do that and that you can do it and it's going to be okay. Yeah, it's a different use. This game. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really good bit of advice there from Steve because actually that's something I haven't really considered is that yes if it's your first tournament and you play in a league, things are gonna work differently. Um oh yeah. So many people said this one. Mention to your opponent that you're new, most coaches will be supportive. Mm. When it is most coaches, it is literally ninety nine point nine percent of coaches just well, they'll help you out. They'll offer you they'll probably even offer you advice.
1: Yeah, I think that's the best thing is when someone's clearly new and you'll know when they're clearly new or they might not be too familiar and they've done their best just don't don't take advantage of it because it's not going to be fun for you or them just say like do you like if they're going to make an unfavorable block or something just say like if you do that it might be better it's it might hurt you in the short run but it'll make the game better in the long run which is so much more important
0: I mean, I think the best one, I saw this at Club this week, Simon was there, he was playing his Dark Elves against um, Rob's Orcs, I think, and um, Rob was setting up on deployment, and and Simon's like, hey, that you do what you want to do, but well, I do have a Witch Elf with Frenzy, so if you put a guy yeah. there, it, it's a really easy surf for me, so you'd be better off putting one square in, yes, it leaves a square open, but you can kind of counter-block, it's up to you, but if you put him there, there's a very good chance he's going to get in the, into the crowd. such a good gesture yeah that's really nice you you know what that's just kind of that's kind of a catch up mechanic which I think is really really great to see yeah Um, ask for feedback after the games so that was from Ashley you can learn so much and we're going to touch on that in a minute Um, but yes talk to your opponent like oh you know how how did that go you know what do you reckon I could have done differently you know do you remember this play it's never a bad thing to learn from what you've done and uh, another bit of great advice which is just Blood Bowl all day long make your opponent roll more dice than you they'll fail more <laughs> that's true. Blood Bowl that is. and it is, it, Blood Bowl is a game of risk management Yeah. Um, and if you are in a situation where you force them to make more rolls, and you know what I think a great example of that is, is the troll on the line, right it may be mm-hmm. tempting to go for that sweet block, but if you get it wrong, he loses his tackle zones and yeah. you've really upset yourself. Sometimes it's okay for that guy with guard to not activate, to just stay there, let them try and block you. Um, yeah, that's you know, not a bad show It's one of those things. Okay, so this is the the next bit, Ben, which is the day's over. Right, you've won prizes, you've not won prizes, you've had a great day. What what do you what do you what can you do at the end of the day? What things do you do after a tournament to kind of just move I, on? I always say,
1: anyone who I went with, if I knew them, often even if I don't, I say thanks to the games. I remember I had one opponent last time who we had a little conversation on Facebook after it, based on the game, and we said just like, mm, maybe i would change that up. And it was really nice to have that discussion of someone I wouldn't normally talk to, to just be like, oh, like maybe you should have done that differently. And like, yeah, it was just really fun. And it was nice to have that after conversation. Um, so I think it's important to... Maybe go back and reflect on what you enjoyed and what you didn't enjoy and change that up for the next one or change it up for the league. If you didn't like the team you had, is it time to keep that team or something? You, you know, it's, it's just a nice moment to reflect. And I always enjoy that part after the day of just, you know, yeah. data
0: And that's it. And generally speaking, you know, in between rounds and before the prizes are announced or even at the very last bit after that, the guys you've, oh, the guys or girls or people you've spent the day playing games with, you've been chatting with, and you, you at that point you can kind of loiter with a couple of them, just say, how did you yeah. get on? Like, what went well, exactly. well? Did you like the kickoff table? You know, <laughs> just, just, just enjoy it, just chat about it, enjoy it, and, and like, I think you summed it up really well, Ben. Actually, learn from it, learn what you liked, and then talk to others about how you can exacerbate that. If it was, oh, I really liked it because I got my games done really quick. Maybe try sevens. You know, it, yeah. I, I, I really like my ogre. He was great. Maybe try ogres. Like, you know, just learn from what you enjoyed and go do that more.
1: It's um, quite funny. We did um, Suebo's Evans, and I took Amazons for the first time. It's first time playing them. Got yes. a team made up for them. Playing Amazons throughout the day did quite well. I think I came third. Yeah, but you did very well. We did I finished. List. yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I just finished the day and thought, you know what? I don't think I like Amazons. They're just not that fun.
0: <laughs> so yeah, so you learned that yeah. from then, and then moved on to. Exactly. I can't remember what you ran in the next one. Oh, where the where team. Yeah,
1: which was yeah. quite different. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> very different.
0: Yeah. Uh, so there was one other little bit we uh, I, I pulled out that I just wanted to read out, which was from from Michael. Um, actually, there's Michael and there's the the final part of uh, da, 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 the the other one that we read out. Um, so let's go with Michael. So. T- Really, really succinctly put for new tournament players: one, play a few games uh, with the pitch reversed from how you normally play. If you're an end zone guy, switch to the sides. This is a huge mind game. If you get to a tournament and they have narrow tables, so not something we've spoken about. Most tournaments you'll either play end you, you play mm-hmm. end to end, but there will be some where you end up playing sideline to sideline, and it's actually it can be really jarring. So you know, try it out, see see what you prefer. Um, understand that your opponent is playing to win sounds obvious but some players are surprised yeah sometimes it's you get a different vibe when you're playing friendlies or when you're playing league because you're not always playing to win you're playing to have fun or you're playing to build up your you know to grind your your levels on your players it's a different element in tournaments because most of the resurrection you can sacrifice people it's more of that edge it's like I'll go all in here I'll go for the triple dodge it'll be fine if my blitzer dies I'll get him back um understand that some will foul for no reason it's part of the game great advice I totally agree agree. foul away most tournaments actually reward you for fouling by giving a a dirty player prize or something Um, yeah yeah fouling is underutilized because if you're in a league it can be pretty horrible I've spent six months building this guy and you're just gonna just injure him for the sake of being injured actually in a tournament You want to? It might be eligible for that extra casualty for your tournament score. It might just help you out in the next round.
1: It's a solid rule in the game, and it's you know some of those high armor players. It's kind of the only way to remove them.
0: Yeah. So So. yeah, be aware that people are going to be fouling. Uh, Realise that stalling isn't unsportsmanlike. It is a valid tactic.
1: Yeah. So true. I've, I've I've seen new players come into the game thinking, oh. Stalling, is that really, like... Uh, it seems a bit cheeky, but no, it's... I'll, I'll just score now.
0: Actually, you just you just risk. I mean, you know, exactly. stalling is, is important. And yes, and it goes back to that other point that, that, that Michael made, which is your, your opponent's going to be playing to win. Um, and that's yeah. okay. That's okay. Uh, pay yep. attention to your game. If you want to spectate, don't play. Um, yeah, do give your opponent the respect of being present in that game. If a big event is going on next door in one of the other games, invite your opponent to look as well be like, oh my god, have you seen this? I know you're in the middle of your turn but look, he's about to do a triple dodge touchdown with a go for it. You can enjoy it together like it's okay and then go back to focusing on your game. Um, we've touched on this one. Be prepared to play faster. Most new players have enjoyed a leisurely game. Time limits are there and you can lose by dragging your feet. And num- uh, yeah, rules too. Be familiar with the rules. You may not be able to memorise everything but um, be, be at least confident with what they are and 8 relax and have fun so I thought yep. Michael did a great job of just summing up some of the points we hadn't spoken about because I think they're really valid
1: no I agree I think the key ones there were you know the end zone thing hadn't ever considered and yeah. the, the fouling installing is totally valid strategies I totally agree with that
0: and I just want to finish off John's comments from earlier as well um, while playing games don't let rubbish dice ruin your concentration it can always swing against your opponent just as quickly keep playing a solid strategy don't get emotional we've all seen a miracle or two happen yes we um, have bottom line go to have fun Nuffle will stitch you up when you think everything's good so everyone everyone who's played Blood Bowl at some point will uh, just utter the phrase go for it into the end zone it's okay I have a re-roll <laughs> <laughs> it, it's not okay you're not getting it
1: drive off a cliff it's fine yeah never re-roll a
0: fail go for it it's just a waste of a go for it um yeah so and he's also put on your opponent's turn feel free to just stand up have a stretch just keep keep mobile keep keep your body from being lethargic uh keep active keep being alive really <laughs> yeah just Stay good healthy. As, wiggle wiggle your legs you know that's actually really good advice but but I have to say that, and I, I would love to do a little topic on on the podcast in the future about about winning, about playing to win Blood Bowl, mm. and it is those things like that. Don't worry about rolling bad dice. Plan for your dice to fail, and create opportunities for their dice to fail. And that is, yeah. I've you know, I've, I've played a lot of Magic in my time, Magic: The Gathering, and in Magic, even if you've got a very slim chance of winning. What you do is you play out and you go, right, I'm going to play this way. My only out is to draw this removal spell. So I will play like this. If I draw that removal spell, I'm back in the game. If I don't, that's okay. There's nothing more I can do. Sometimes you're going to draw that spell. Sometimes you're going to roll that double six in Blood Bowl. They're going to double skull and you're going to have that momentum shift because you've you've played for the percentage. You know, There's a 3% extra opportunity for me to get this. Just play for that. And that's what I want to talk about in a different episode because there's some stuff there that I've learned in Blood Bowl that you just play for that extra chance, and it, you can pull out some ridiculous results. So my seven-three Wood Elf Goblin one is a great one, <laughs> or when I played Entoyment against Richard's um, Monsoon with Muscaven and pulled out five-nil. It's well, because yeah. it's because I applied the opportunities every single time, and they either work out or they don't. But if you play for them when they work out, it works. You know what they say about luck? Luck is opportunity plus preparedness. You can yep. prepare just wait for that opportunity so stick with it so yeah Ben is there anything on there about tournaments you don't think we've covered yet I think we've covered it all it's you know it just comes down
1: to it's a day of Blood Bowl and that's it you know you can't Yeah, I don't think you can prepare any more than what we've suggested and just just go out there with the mindset of having fun and it will be you'd be absolutely fine. It's the best thing you can do. I was nervous on my first tournaments, and then you go to one, you get hooked. It's great. <laughs> that's yeah. it.
0: You, you were nervous going to your first tournament and then you get back and you're like, oh, why was I so nervous? It was yeah. just it was just great. And yeah, so that's my last piece of advice for tournaments is just go to them, have fun, talk to other people who are going to them and just just come along and have a great day. You know, it's a, it's just a really special event. And yeah, Blood Bowl a great game, and it's just a really great way of doing it. It's just focused league. Um, it's, it's league where you do all the work at home, and you just rock up and play the games. <laughs> We're all like-minded
1: nerds that like to move around plastic hawks throwing
0: balls. It's a great. Battle. Everyone's in the same boat. <laughs> exactly. Uh, right. That wraps it up for tournament top tips. Let us know if we've missed anything out, um, and let us know if you're going to a tournament soon. Doesn't even matter if it's local. Just let us know where you're going, what you're running, because this is the best part this is the best part of blood bowl is playing the games yeah um cool right ben let's uh let's move on to the star player of the episode yeah let's do it and it's star player time so uh glorial summer bloom has been released by forge world and i know that ben is a big fan of the model i think it's not bad um (laughs) And, uh, but we, we haven't really had a chance to go through this star player for a little while, so we thought we'd talk through Glorial Summerbloom so you can find out what that star player model actually does. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. you kick off. Right, let's go. So Glorial Summerbloom, the flower spirit. So there's a bit of blurb but because it's a new star player, I'm going to read it out real quick. Uh, Though wood elves are often known for their whimsical natures, Glorial Summerbloom is viewed as a particularly carefree and free-spirited. Though she has gone on record as finding the profoundly entertaining violence of Blood Bowl to be distasteful, Glorial still regularly takes to the field, justifying her participation with claims that true serenity can be reached upon the pitch. While violence may not be her forte, the skill of her throwing arm is beyond doubt, able to throw a perfect pass with her eyes literally closed, in what many described as nature aiding her efforts. So, she is only 68 years old. She's 5 foot 5 inches and 109 pounds. So, she is a tiny, tiny mm. Wood Elf. Yeah. Um, is 68 young for a Wood Elf? <laughs> I, would, I would assume so. Yeah. <laughs> oh, They have to hundreds, don't they? And I mean, for those of you who follow the NFL, she's nearly the same age as Tom Brady. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah. So, Gloria Summerbloom, we are looking at Wood Elf. Um, she can only play for Wood Elf teams. Uh, and we're looking at 160,000 gold pieces which for a star player isn't a lot no that's
1: so, on the lower end, lower end. Yeah,
0: the, the stars that are this kind of so with uh, uh, lewd grip and things like that mm. that are 150 to 180 they're the ones you can normally take um, but it does have the benchmark of this of her or a wizard which is starting to become our little catchphrase mm. so yeah let's talk this through so she is movement 7, agility 4 armour 7 but she's strength 2
1: it's kind of rough to have that on a star player.
0: It is. But let's see what skills she's got to see if it makes it worthwhile. So she's got loner which is a given. Accurate dodge, pass, sidestep and sure hands. So we've got an accurate passing edge four player here. Yeah. Yeah, so, so uh, she makes a what great are we doing? thrower. So yeah, so what we're doing, we're doing two plus, two plus, three plus, four plus, yeah? Yeah. With a re-roll, mm-hmm. so if you want a long bomb with this girl, you've got a 75% success rate of that long bomb. And yes, star players, we don't want to do this kind of thing, is because they have Lona. We can't re-roll it. She's got pass. She can like it's okay, and 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 you know that kind of takes the edge off. And this player's got sure hands as well.
1: I know we mentioned on the last episode about. I think we talked about was the, the the dark elf guy, wasn't it? Uh, Asperon Thorn. Yeah, very Where, similar thing actually. Yeah, he's got all his all the rerolls you want to do are built in. You can reroll
0: the pickup. You can reroll a dodge. You can reroll a pass. Yeah, and the great the great thing about Glorial is she's strength two, but you're not going to be blocking with her. So exactly. the fact she's got no block skills is fine. She's got dodge to protect her, and let's face it, edge for dodge is never a bad thing. No. So really, what you've got in Glorial Summerbloom is 160k for a quarterback. Mm. She is your. Pocket passer. She's picking up a ball on a two plus with a re roll most of the time. She can get out of a spot with a two plus with a re-roll most of the time. And then she's making a pass with a, on a two plus with a re roll up to six squares away, three plus with a re roll, nine squares away. Uh, this is a really interesting player. So, your wood elves. You're down a hundred and sixty thousand. The advantages of Glorial Summerbloom, Ben, what do you think? I mean, she's basically i I can't imagine
1: you get a thrower for that price with all those skills anyway do you know what i mean like sure i think they're a strength less she's a strength less than most throwers yeah but does that matter
0: right you you, you know what we did even touch on the fact she's got sidestep which i think is a bit of a pointless skill but okay we're looking at accurate dodge sure hands so that's 60k and wood elf throwers are 90k, I think. So 150k for your thrower to be that. Yeah. But you've got to get that wood elf with armor seven to survive long enough to get to level four. <laughs> so yeah. Say your throwers down, you've got 160k inducements. You can replace that thrower with a with gloria summer bloom. So wood elves have a great rushing game. They have a great running game with the war dancers. But if your war dancers out and you've got that TV difference, mm. you can win games using this player with your guys in the league still scoring SPP. Yeah. Um, the tournaments is quite an interesting one. This this piece gives Wood Elves a genuine throwing game. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it does. It turns them into High Elves. Well, kind of. I mean, Pro Elves are the best team for throwing. High Elves are probably the second best team. But Wood Elves, they've got the catchers. The catchers are cheap for a movement eight piece with sprint and and a bunch of skills. So you know you could you could build a wood Elf throwing team that could excel using this player. I think that makes it really interesting from a tournament build point of view.
1: No, I I agree. I think it's
0: it's so this player is new, yeah. This is uh Yeah. yeah just, she's new in, the, in in the Spike magazine.
1: Yes. I think it's I quite like this direction where the Affordable pieces you can actually run in these teams, you know, because you could get a 300k player in Wood Elves, but when would you ever be in a position where you can afford a 300k player
0: in a Wood Elf team? Yeah, you're either stacking upwards in a league or you're binning off half your team to achieve it in a tournament. Yeah, but 160k in a 1 million build, you know, a lot of the teams at the World Cup, I think it was about 1 million build, they took Tremen exactly. Um, You can fudge it so you can fit Gloria or Summerbloom in instead and then you just you can just have a great time throwing the ball whether it's optimal versus the war dancers and, and just doing wood elf things may not be but one of the things I love about these star players is it gives you a different build it gives you a different way to play wood elves yeah those people who say passing game isn't legitimate don't play elves <laughs> passing game is totally legitimate yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, the (laughs) orc throwing game is legitimate. Yeah. Believe it. Yeah. Um, So, my last question to you, Ben is Is it Glorial Summerbloom or a wizard? Uh, For me, Glorial. I agree with you. I mean, it's great fun to zap the heck out of a cage of people. Um, and in a, against dwarves, I think yeah, maybe a wizard might be better. But against a team that you can play a game of Blood Bowl against, um, Gloriel's just gonna invigorate your team, and you, you, they're they're just not safe. You, you just you get her the ball, yeah. You've got a you've got a touchdown basically.
1: It's the I think that's the argument I made before. It's a wizard. You pay 150k to sometimes do things on a two plus.
0: Yeah. The, well, you can but get a it. player who does lots. Yeah. Uh, who you've always got a body yeah. always got someone in there and at the very least they can just pick up the ball with sure hands exactly. and save you that re-roll you know really good so I actually really like Glorial Summerbloom yeah me too yeah and the model Fantastic. it's great the model is great <laughs> it's really tempting really tempting a, a little project there um, wonderful right Ben for me that wraps up everything for the show anything else you want to add today I think we've covered a lot today we have covered a lot so everybody out there thank you so much if you're still listening um, sorry it was a massive episode but actually I feel like it was worth talking through those bits yeah Um, and hopefully you'll have some opinions you want to share with us about whether we're right whether we're wrong because um, I would love to hear that from from you guys because we just want to help support the community uh, as much as we can
1: yeah feedback's always good Uh, yeah
0: so um, hopefully there'll be some exciting news for Blood Bowl from the Las Vegas Open and um i will hope and i will look forward to seeing some of you at beachhead but otherwise ben thank you so much for joining me on the show again today
1: no thanks for having me as always
0: always fun to have you on the show and everybody out there thank you so much for listening thank you for supporting the show and um we will see you in a couple of weeks